0: Ready to wrestle with my
1: thoughts.
0: Thank you, thank you. We appreciate that, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the latest episode of the Wrestling with My Thoughts podcast. Joining me shortly will be the other two-thirds of the show, uh, Brandon and Kurt. Uh, Last week, you guys will remember, we had problems finding Kurt, and uh, we were also delayed by a couple of days. However, we are very thankful that you're here with us today. We are back on track Saturday morning, just like the good old times. What's going on, Brandon? What's going on, Kurt? hey good morning run how you feeling come on, hurt. feeling much better now that i got this coffee brewed and sipping on some nice caffeine <laughs> let me you already know
2: i just finished my first cup so if i away,
0: i'll make it another one i uh i i brewed mine just in time to be cooled down enough for the show so uh that worked out perfect man how was your week brandon i know uh your 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 time in the asylum is winding down. Uh, how is Thank it working? God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so how was the week?
2: Oh, long.
0: <laughs> I love that answer. So y'all know, y'all
2: I'm, look. I'll just put it this way, man. Y'all know, it's the. In case you didn't know, I am a teacher, and you know, the last couple weeks of school is usually when all of the action takes place. So, yeah, I, f- I feel like, you know, we, we you know we're doing wrestling with our thoughts, and I feel like I'm in, yeah, I'm in the, I'm, we're definitely in the arena for real.
0: <laughs> so, but I'm still alive. <laughs> you live, you live <laughs> to tell the stories. And we just oh, yeah. want to let you know, as Tupac said, you are appreciated, teacher. Appreciate it. <laughs> and thankfully, my shoulder is doing a
2: whole lot better now, That's so good. A whole good lot ahead. better. So, and that therapy is is working. So, but yeah, we we almost we all we all we almost there. Get ready, to, you know, send y'all kids right on back where they belong, right there in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Two whole
1: months.
0: Oh man, Hold how up. about you, Kurt? How are you doing? This?
1: Oh, very good week, very good week. Nice.
0: Oh man, same here, same here. Um, Kurt and I are in the same industries. Um, uh, uh, so uh, we're we're kind of experiencing some of the same things. My week was uh, very busy, Kurt. Was speaking about his week being busy, uh new things coming on the horizon for uh his place of employment. And uh with mine, man, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened this week. Um I'm I'm only guessing that it's it's the lead up to the upcoming holiday, Memorial Day. So um but yeah, it was it was busy at at my place too, man. Um but it was a good busy. It was a good busy. We talked about it last night on the pregame. The moment that I stop being busy is the moment that I worry. <laughs> so uh folks we apologize for uh being off the schedule uh for for several occasions here um but things happen and um we're back here saturday morning 10 o'clock and there is a lot to talk about um so I, i think i speak for the three of us when i say um the world of wrestling became very confusing this week um would you two gentlemen agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm lost scratching my head trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, and, and we'll get more into that uh here in just a moment. And uh then there's a certain cage match that we need to talk about. Uh so we just got a lot to discuss this this uh this fine morning. So we're gonna jump right into it. Um let me getting back to the segment uh with ratings now since i'm restarting this um basically from scratch i'm just going to give you uh you all the ratings for may the 1st through may the 5th i'm going back to uh running this a week behind um so uh, bear with me here as we get back on track but monday night raw on may 1st 2023 Came in with uh, one million or one point seven seven eight million on average. Um, NXT on the second uh, came in at five hundred sixty eight thousand on average. AEW Dynamite did one of its lowing, lowest ratings in a while on the third, coming in at seven hundred seventy six thousand. Um, that's nearly their average. They normally start out somewhere in the Low to mid nines um, And then kind of Drop off from there but this week they Started or rather they had an Average of 776 Thousand viewers Now keep in mind that they're up against uh, The NBA playoffs And I believe there was an NHL Playoff game that night as well So they're they're right there at 776 thousand AEW Rampage uh, Came in on May the 5th With an average of two hundred and ninety-four thousand, and they aired the show starting at six p.m. due to the NBA playoffs, and that night there was an NHL playoff game on as well. And
2: hey, well, I'm gonna cut y'all wrong, but Mm -hmm. I sat and watched the NHL playoff game. Mm -hmm.
0: Those games are off the chain. I've I've tried to watch hockey on TV before, and I just it. Maybe if I understood the game better, it would help me, but. Going to a game live was very fun and exciting. I've been to uh, two or three NHL games uh, back when we had the Thrashers here in Atlanta, rest in peace Thrashers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like it live. Um, but I, I just I never could get into it watching it on TV. It's like
2: as far as the playoffs go, it's kind of like baseball. Like I can't really sit through baseball during the <laughs> regular season. Unless you know it's a it's a big game, you know, shout out to the Atlanta Braves, World Series, well, former World Series <laughs> champions. But um yeah, like these, these playoffs have just been they and playoff? I think the ratings for the NH the ratings for the NHL playoffs has, has been like the highest it's been in years. Okay. And I would probably give TNT the credit because they have a pretty damn good pregame show for this. So yeah the, playoff, they, they, yeah, the
1: playoff atmosphere, like Brandon said with with baseball. It's the same with hockey. It's very it gets more intense, and that you, you can watch it more during the playoffs versus the regular season.
0: Yep. Yeah. Two two things I want to add to that. Um, and it may sound funny hearing me tell you guys this, but NASCAR is very exciting to watch live. Um, my son, for whatever reason, on his sixteenth birthday, he wanted to go to a NASCAR event. Um, so we went. And it's actually very fun to watch live. And it helped that I had my cousin uh, was a couple of rows behind me and my son, but he explained some things to me too. Um, But it's very fun to watch, but boring as hell to watch on TV. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I had a friend of mine a few years ago. He told me the same thing. He said, I I watched it on TV. I couldn't watch it, but he went to a live event. He said, that's one of the best times he had in his life. Yeah,
0: I'm telling you, man, if either one of you get a chance to go to one of the races – uh one of the, the um NASCAR races here at Atlanta Motor Speedway go. Um if if nothing else you can say hey I've I've had that experience but I'm telling you it is it is fun watching it in person and once you understand like I said my cousin explained some things to me like I thought all those guys out there on the track were trying to win the race and that's not the case. Um, some of those guys are teammates and they're basically uh, trying to help the main guy of that team win the race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I never knew that. So, yeah. But yeah, and the second thing I wanted to add to that, just because we mentioned the NBA playoffs and how everything's looking good right now, I watched the movie Air last night. Have either one of y'all seen that yet? I have no. not had the opportunity to, watch, to go see it
2: yet. No.
0: It's a pretty decent movie. Um, Michael Jordan is more or less alluded to in the movie um but that's not the central piece of the movie either um but it's pretty good but the the fact i wanted to bring up that this this movie takes place in 1984 and nike is struggling with the basketball division um you know all this stuff going on and they're trying to find somebody to sign with Hume, uh the main guy in the movie matt damon plays him i can't remember his name and uh ben affleck are talking and they mentioned the fact that the nba playoffs back then were on tape delay yep
1: yes i, yes.
0: I call me stupid here i am at fort now maybe i heard it at some point and just forgot but it, i i didn't know the nba playoffs were on tape delay back then
1: that, nobody watched the nba back then that
0: nobody. is why. you know that makes sense because um bird and magic brought a lot of eyes to basketball.
1: They, brought, they they said they
0: saved basketball.
1: Yeah. They saved. Him. Yeah. And then nobody when, was watching the NBA. Nobody.
0: And then when Jordan stepped in, um, you know, with those three, it really took off. And yeah, because
1: you gotta you gotta remember back in the day, it was either Adidas or Converse, people were wearing mm-hmm. nobody was wearing Nike. At nobody.
0: The, at the beginning of this movie, they show you the percentage or the market share of the basketball um market. For shoes, Adidas was wait wait wait. Yeah, I think Adidas was number one. Mm-hmm. Converse was number two. Nike was number three with only seventeen percent market share. Wow, and it's yeah. crazy.
1: I remember, you know, I, you know, I'm older than both of y'all. Back in the day, before Michael Jordan, Nike was not. Nike was like Reebok back in the day. Nobody wore.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was because uh, because they were they were a running shoe. Yeah. Um, now they had, um, now in the running shoe market, they were top dog, I believe. Uh, they were the official shoe of the 1984 Olympics, I believe. Um, so, but it was just as far as basketball went, nobody was touching Nike at that point in time.
2: Um, now, that's hard to believe today, like, that's hard to be, like for my, my generation, that's hard to believe cause it's like we've been wearing Nike right. all our life,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah it's but, hard to right, believe
2: right. until you know you sit down and Um, cause I heard about that when they first started talking about Jordan shoe deal and had pretty much put Nike on the map as far as like athletic wear and like, you know, just fashion in general.
1: Yeah. He saved Nike just like Matt Johnson and Larry Burr say the NBA.
0: Yes. Um, do y'all know, according to the movie, at least that man makes $400 million a year in passive income, meaning he don't have to do shit because I believe, he, I he his deal, according to the movie again, his deal was the first sneaker deal that included a player getting a percentage of profits off of every shoe sold. And in the movie, Ben Affleck's car- character makes a statement of something like, "You know, hey, you know, fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, what's the What's the top shoe sales of all time? Three million, the very first year of uh, the very first Air Jordan." sold 164 million units. <laughs> and Man. they were like $100 a pop, right? Say what? Yeah. They like like $100 a pop, right? I don't, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what his percentage was. Oh, you mean the shoe sales? No, what I'm talking sale? about the shoe sales. The very first shoe, I think, was only 60 or $70. Man. And that time, it was the, it was the Jordan 2 that went over the $100 mark, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, right, but at that time, sixty seventy was was like a hundred. was a lot of money. That yeah, was a lot of money. Nobody, back. I don't, I don't believe it, at least now. I am sure the, the people that were running and doing all the stuff specific to whatever shoe, they may have been paying top dollar for shoe. But folks like us, we weren't used to paying sixty seventy dollars for a pair of shoes like we are now. Um, now it's hard to find a pair of shoes under a hundred dollars that you like, unless you go someplace like um, the Shoe Depot or something. Yeah. So but, it's hard uh, to
2: find a pair of J's under two hundred bucks for a, for a guy you got yeah, old man man. yeah. You, you're gonna spend you're gonna spend at least two, yeah, doesn't man. matter
0: which kind of suit which one it is you're gonna spend at least two hundred dollars with with that being said, said, allow me to give a shameless plug to sneakerdex. if you want jays, he's got him. um so going back to wrestling <laughs> uh rounding out the week of May fifth, SmackDown came in at 2.059 million viewers on average I believe, yeah, that show too, because it was the same as Rampage was up against the NBA and NHL playoffs Um, I think it's going to be hard, I shouldn't say that watch, I'll say this and next week they'll do it but I think it's going to be hard for Smackdown on Fox to do under 2 million Um, unless something major is happening on Friday nights Um, would you all agree with that? I would agree with that.
1: No, yeah, no, yeah, they're on Friday. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm.
0: they're on a major prime time, uh, non-cable network. So, yep. oh man, so those were the 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 ratings for uh, the week of May first through May fifth. Be back next week with um, the ratings comparison. Getting back to the percentages and how much it went down or up. Um, I actually enjoy doing this because I I eventually want to get into with this show, if you guys don't mind, get into the quarter hour breakdowns, Um, but I'm reading up on that to understand more of it. I know quarter hours are 15 minutes spots within the two hour show, I think it is, but I want to understand more of it before I start talking about it and sounding like an idiot. (laughs) Um, Kurt, what do you got for us uh, in the way of wrestling news for this week?
1: So I'm gonna start off with a WWE news. So, um, and this is the, the uh, Wrestling Observer from Dave Meltzer. So just to give you a, a recap of the backlash, the um, thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, it was 97.8 percent thumbs up, zero percent thumbs down, six percent thumbs in the middle, which we all agreed on that. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. best match. Um, they have Yaka Bellair versus E. O. Sky, which I think we all said that as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Worst match, Rhea Ripley versus Selena Baker, which I definitely thought was the worst match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then from there, um, it goes on about the Puerto Rico uh, pay-per-view. So they saying that, um, that that was the first event they had in Puerto Rico in 18 years. And they, that was the hottest crowd in backlash history, which I definitely agree with that. But they were kind of comparing it to, um, the 1997 Canadian Stampede. And I can see the similarities to the crowd involvement to um, Calgary versus um, Backlash where it's kind of similar. So I definitely can see how they made that comparison.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I, want to go back and watch that because I haven't seen
1: it probably since the night it happened. But uh, I remember that that being a crazy night. Hey, man, that's Canadian Stampede was one of the best pay-per-views I've seen in my life
2: yeah I, I was thinking that i watched it I've sat down and watched it maybe two or three times and told' them that damn crowd was on fire yes, and y'all know you know everybody knows like the the hearts are um they are uh, gods over yeah. in Canada
1: so and you know they were baby faces because they were in Canada and the other team, they were facing were you <laughs> Yes. Yeah. and man when I tell you off the chain that was off the chain,
0: oh yeah. Hey, Kurt, before you go any further, something just popped in my head I meant to bring up while we were talking about the shoe thing. Um, Brandon, what what year were you born again, if you don't mind me asking? 90. Okay. Kurt can attest to this. You were in your your young, formative years. Uh, We were well into our teen years at that point. But, man, back then you had, like, a huge selection of, of shoes. Now, Nike was still the top dog. Um, but man, Reebok was popping in. Adidas was still popping in. You had British Knights still. You had, uh, Diodora. You had, um, Lottos and, um, there were some Elise. There was just a lot of shoes back in like the early 90s through probably 2000. Um, I always say that the 90s, you even, even though, cause I, you know,
2: kind of came in on the tail end of it, but, I feel like the '90s was like the golden era of sneakers because they're still reproducing those sneakers from the '90s, and people are still wearing them. Yes, and I even have some in my closet, like right now. A couple of them I gotta get rid of because they are just extremely old and beat up; <laughs> they're no good anymore. But I'm like, hey, if they roll back around, they come back in style. I only have to go to the store and buy them. All I gotta do is pull them out. I had a pair. Of, I had a pair. Of, I had a pair of Griffiths that were like that, and they. Uh, I I got them when they first re-released them. I got a pair of silver ones. Okay, I got them when they first uh released them, and um we re-released them, and then it came back around
0: maybe three or four years later, and I pulled them jokers right on back out. <laughs> I got a I got a quick funny story about shoes, and then we'll get back to the wrestling news. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of the shoe company called Troop T R O O P Troop. No, I have not. Okay, Troop was was pretty big between i'll say 86 to 88 maybe 89 and ll was wearing them back in the day there was some other uh rapper but ll actually endorsed them like had a deal with trooper and (laughs) yeah kurt knows where i'm going okay so i got a pair i finally got a pair and I'm going to school with East Atlanta Middle School at the time. Shout out to my former uh, East Atlanta alum and slash Thurgood Marshall, which is what it became the next year. But I finally got a pair. I'm rocking them in the school, right? All, and, and just seemingly out of nowhere came this rumor that the KKK made troops. Damn. Keep in mind, I'm going to a majority black school. Oh damn. And you was in East Atlanta. Oh damn. I was a and I told you last night the neighborhoods that they they pitched in to put in that school, right? Shout out to East Lake Meadows. <laughs> Thomasville. I live right around the corner from Thomasville. But oh, bro. and then in Lakewood, I was uh, right around the corner from Carver Homes. But anyway, I'm I'm a <laughs> white kid in a nearly all black school wearing troops when the rumor hits that the KKK is making troops. Oh, damn. I could wear no shoes with the quickness. <laughs> I, I, you knew what was good for your health. Goddamn you, right. Be. <laughs> and then, and then uh, uh, this is the, the last part. Um, right before all of that hit, I was able to get a second pair when the Zares on uh, Stewart Avenue.
1: <laughs> boy, boy you're really going back, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm laughing at
2: Kurt laughing by the way Because I don't know nothing about none of this damn shit It's wait for my time <laughs> and I'm a I was real AT alien I ain't never
1: heard of Zayers I was able damn, to get here.
2: Listen, listen, listen uh, Brandon Ron, Dickie, he digging way down
1: deep. God, way damn. deep
0: Yes, yes Zayers Do you even know what Zayers is, Brandon? No, the only old
2: school store that I know Is what, that Walter sitting over there At Georgia State Okay.
0: Every, everybody don't buy a pair of sneakers out of that damn store.
1: Okay. Are they still open? Including yeah, they're still open.
0: open. I went down there uh, like a couple of months ago. Um. But anyway, I was able to get a second pair. The ugliest fucking shoes you've ever seen. I bought them just because they were troops. and then So now I had two pair of troops that I could not wear unless I wanted to get my ass beat. So, With that being said, back to you, Kurt.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Let me read this. WWE didn't announce any actual business numbers past listings. They listed 17,966 as the attendance. The paid attendance was about 15,000, and it was instant sellout. And it was the largest gate in excess of 1.5 million and the most viewed backlash in history. Viewership was up 20% from last year's backlash. And on Peacock, they have far more viewers than they did on WWE Network, which we all know that. Hmm. Peacock increased sixty one percent in the home so games was not anywhere close to that peacock um fan of reach. The, they also booked the backlash, broke the backlash merchandise record with the best selling item thing. Do y'all want to guess?
0: Um I I am I'm, I'm gonna say the bloodline.
1: <laughs> Brandon. Bad buddy. LWO. Puerto Rico T shirt. Okay. okay. Oh, I was close. Okay. Oh, I was
2: close. I was close. But I can see
1: that. It okay. Best selling life.
0: You you yep. I right. good 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 job you swerved with me, Kurt.
1: Okay. Sports uh, sponsorship for the show work was up ninety eight percent from last year, with the leading sponsor being Netflix, Cool Bar, Mike's Hard eliminated and Xfinity. So this is something that I want to ask y'all that blew my mind. It says that press line to pay per view buys were six thousand seven hundred, which were the lowest in WWE history. Who who still buys pay-per-views when you have the network Pe- peacock? Who does that's a, I guess anybody that don't have access to Peacock? Okay. But why wouldn't you have Peacock? It's four nine nine a month versus fan but fifty-six dollar for a paper. Now, but then
2: again, you gotta think about the folks overseas too.
1: Yeah, because I believe just US
2: you are, for, or is this just
0: US numbers? For for no, this for, oh. is taught. for a while now I knew I I knew I know in certain markets overseas the network wasn't available. But one name jumps out at me, and you'll laugh at this, one name jumps out at me when you ask that question. JC himself, Mr. Cornette, he talks about this religiously on his show. I don't know why he, he chooses to buy the pay-per-views, but he buys the pay-per-views.
1: He does. I'm going to tell you why he buy. He buys because Jim is, you know, he's still that... Old school legend. He <laughs> believes and and believe in supporting the brand, so he's gonna pay for. It. And I think that's why he still buys Because I know, yeah, you're right, one hundred percent. He buys all the pay per view. He buys them and DVRs. Them. And if he, if he doesn't have time to go back and watch it, he'll, he, watch it live. He'll go back and watch. It. So yeah, you're yeah. definitely right about that.
0: So with with that said, Kurt, I can I can see how and why it's the lowest selling pay per view. I I think it's—I'm not going to say foolish, but I think I think it may be past its time to report those numbers because absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like you said, not excuse me, not too many people are buying them anymore. So I can see it being the lowest grossing. Uh, That's that's the one thing that, as a fan, I loved about the network when it debuted, but. From a business perspective, I was left scratching my head like they're gonna lose a ton of revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but I remember sitting
2: back being a kid like I can't wait till the day I get to buy you pay per views, I make enough money. And lo and behold, 2014 rolls around, the W
1: Network, I can get this, <laughs> I get this shit for 9 yep. remember to I can remember to this day when they announced it, Ron text me and said, Hey man, do you see this? And are you gonna buy it? And I said, Yes, I am.
2: Goddamn, right. <laughs> can't beat that. I'm like, I am like, that. I remember sitting at home watching WrestleMania 30 for the first time. That was where I, uh, I was around uh, WrestleMania 30, and I sat there and watched WrestleMania live for the first time, cheesing from ear to
0: ear. And check this out. This was, at that time, I didn't have a smart TV. I don't even know if smart TVs were a thing then. If they were, I didn't have one. It was just coming along. And there wasn't a WWE app on the PlayStation Store at that point in time. So I was watching WrestleMania on my son's laptop, and I'm on, like, wait a minute. "I'm like, y'all be quiet! I'm trying to watch WrestleMania." <laughs> wait a minute, hold on! You can't get it on the PlayStation because
2: I did. That's the only way I could watch
0: it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, maybe it did, and and my ex wife had the TV locked up or something. I don't know, but I just remember watching it in the in the dining in the formal dining room on my son's uh, laptop. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I'm with you, Kerr. I, I don't understand if you have access to Peacock, why you're not doing that. If, if for nothing else, you want to see the pay-per-views. Correct. Um, I well, can't... Now,
1: I'm going to move on. Yeah. I'm going to move on to AEW news. So a number of announcements will take place on May 17th regarding the future AEW. Warner Brothers Discovery will have his upfronts for advertisers that day at Hulu Theater adjacent to Madison Square Garden. Which is expected to announce the announcement of the new collision show on Saturday night. With that show will come a new deal with Warner Brothers um, Discovery. The announcement of 617 debut date believed to be at the United Center in Chicago at the return of CM Funk on the show called The Second Coming, which I kind of, kind of thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan also mentioned a, a big announcement and said it will be made next week on TNT, meaning that the announcement besides the upfronts and will be on TNT prior to dynamite that night on TBS. I'm tired of Tony and his, all these goddamn announcements he makes. Yeah, an announcement every month. <laughs> there yeah. are also rumor, a lot of rumors going around regarding the new deal from its length and its monetary value. Obviously, the this is if this is not just deal or second show or a similar rate. And pick up a second year option with uh, Warner Brothers WB, which would end at the end of September 2024. It would be the the biggest news story in wrestling history in decades. Going forward, the most important story for both AEW and WWE is their new respective rights negotiations. A new deal at 100 million per year would be at best a lateral move. At 150 million a year would we'll be fine as far as the company would be healthy for the rest of the deal, but would we'll have a hard time being competitive. At 180 million or more, the company probably would take in 60 million or more outside of TV rights fee and AEW will have the highest revenue. Listen to this highest revenue of any pro wrestling company in the history besides WWE over a calendar year and should be extremely profitable at that level. It will it's estimate 105 million expenses and add a new weekly taping, putting it at maybe 130 to 135 million. Expect 63 million in non, non TV in, income. Then it should be okay at maybe 77 million for a TV deal. And I can't imagine that being that low. I don't think it'll be that low either. So they're also kicking around the idea of having, like, WWE has the, the deal with Peacock that. Uh, WB uh, Warner Brothers Discovery will also give AW a streaming app to where they can stream their um, product as well. Hmm. Damn, to so be honest yeah. with you, I think that, that streaming them
2: streaming apps are the way to go. I think yeah. that's what's keeping Impact in business, ain't it?
1: I, I, I don't know because you we get... gonna talk. We gonna we, uh, let me report this, but I I, I I want to ask y'all this as well because I'm like I don't understand how they're still on TV right now. So last week was the first week of the um, Wembley show. The after the, after just finished, just sorry. Let me start over. <laughs> after finishing just over sixty thousand tickets sold after the first day tickets went on sale, to the general public AW's all in show at Wembley Stadium is officially one of the two largest first day ticket sales events in history. It may be first or second. It did surpass the 55,000 first day of the 1992 uh, SummerSlam by WWE showing the same building. And I wanted to make that clear because last week I was listening to Jim Cornette and Brian last told Jim Cornette it was a different building. Yeah. i not going to swore it was going to be in the same
0: building. No, it's uh, it's taking place in the new Wembley Stadium that was built in 2000, I think.
1: Okay, but re- hear what I just read now. It, it said it may be the first or second. It did surpass the 55,000 first day for the 1992 WWE SummerSlam show in the same building.
2: Technically, I think it's the same building, but it just went on, underwent, you know, renovations and stuff like that. No, anything.
0: no, it's, it's a whole different building. Oh. It's a whole different building. I, it, the old Wembley Stadium, which was built in like 1903 or some shit, is still there. They just don't run, uh, as far as I know, don't run any shows there.
1: So, so I'm wondering why Dave has listed as being in the same build.
0: I I think he's doing that in name only. I, I don't know. Either that or he's just doing some obvious AEW ass kissing. Um, But no, I mean, I, we can get better confirmation on that, but no, it's definitely not the same building.
1: Okay, so... Uh...
0: It's it's named Wembley Stadium, but it's the newer Wembley Stadium.
1: Okay, so Tony Khan was expecting to sell. He was happy, but they did fifty thousand, but they did sixty thousand. That and at the gate, that's seven point seven million dollars. That's a five five. Mm. Damn.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, look, we we may not be uh, keen on the product, and and we're we're. Perplexed by its sheer redundancy every week, but you got to give it up to a man for for doing that. They they're making money and and w- the story you were given before that, uh, you know, I thought at some point Warner Brothers would just be like, you know what, this ain't working out. Yeah, uh, we're gone. But Warner Brothers seems to be firmly behind this group.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so this uh, this the the last thing I want to say after five five. As a largest huge day of sale, things have slowed down as expected. Then they're around at they were around sixty two thousand at that time. But ticket sold total is seven point nine million. Mm. Oh, shit. That's the gate. Mm. That's the gate. Everybody, oh, they can get paid. <laughs> hey, so as of today is the thirteenth, I I I can see them going. Eighty, maybe ninety thousand before this is all said that. Uh, see it. You see AEW. AEW.
2: If you are a wrestler AEW right now, you better hope for God you on that show, boy. Mm.
1: Hey, yeah, and, and I am just hoping with all these tickets sold that Tony they can put on a good show. Yeah, he, he, that's he, what I am hoping. Can he, you put on a good show?
0: I I think what's gonna happen, and I hate to be the pessimist of the group, but I think it's gonna be the same shit, different show. Um, unfortunately, because they haven't shown us anything different, in my opinion. Um, I, I agree. I totally agree. But I think because the UK fans, from from what I'm reading and understanding, now, if there's any people out there listening to this who are in the UK or, or whatever, or have more information, please let me know. But I think the UK fans are just starved for some live wrestling action uh, from... A larger promotion. I don't know what they have in in the UK, and and pardon my ignorance for that. But I think the the UK fans are just starved for some some lar or uh, live action, and that's what they're going for the the spectacle of right. it all. Um, now that's not to say that I'm sure that uh, Claudio is going to be liked and and uh, Brian Danielson, um, but. I don't know. It remains to be seen and hopefully I, this is an, uh, an instance where I want to be proven wrong. Um so kudos to them for selling those tickets, man. And I'm with you, Kurt. The way shit's going, I can see them doing eighty, ninety thousand 90,000 presale. Um so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. There is one thing I want to bring up that I think is noteworthy that I saw uh actually just a few moments ago, but um with the WWE going back to Saudi Arabia, um Sami Zayn has decided to go this time. Um I think that is for to me that's pretty uh noteworthy news because Sammy didn't go before. Uh for those of you that don't know, uh Sammy is uh, Muslim. And I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Sami is Sammy is Muslim. That's why you
2: didn't go the last
0: time. Um but he's—I can't remember. If there's the—and and forgive me if I'm wrong on this, folks. But there's the Sunni Muslims and the Shiite Muslims. That's correct. I don't know why I'm saying Muslims like like I'm this 1965 or something. Um, but Sami is is a Sunni Muslim, which is a more peaceful, a more uh, I guess humble, if you will. And the Shiite Muslims are more uh aggressive, more like Taliban type shit. And yeah. I don't mean to generalize anybody, but that's my understanding.
2: Well well that's what I well I, I hope you have. You are correct in what you just said. You're absolutely correct. The Shiites are the ones that are more um traditional in the sense they do everything strictly by the book, by the Quran. The Sunnis are the ones that are like more into modern times. Mm-hmm. So you will you will be more likely to meet a if you meet a Muslim you're more likely to meet a Sunni Muslim before you meet a Shiite Muslim. Okay. And you know Shiite Muslim you can tell the difference because they you know do the you know the full dress and 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 everything they are hardcore with it and they not play no games when it come down to their religion. And the Sunnis are kind of the opposite. They you know they they do practice you know the religion and everything, but they just a little bit more laid back. Okay.
0: And and with with some of the issues that have gone on in in Saudi Arabia, that's why Sammy Chu chose not to go. Um, right. Because I think of, whatever the
2: issue was, I think that the issue got squashed, and it's a more peaceful relationship. And so now that's kind of gave him the green light for him to go ahead and go.
0: I'll I'll check into that myself too, because I'm I'm genuinely curious about that because um, the 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 Sunni Shiite um, feud, for lack of a better word, since we're talking about wrestling. Goes back a long time, um, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see and read whether um, why Sammy made this choice. Um, I will tell you guys now. Most likely, I will not watch that event. So when we review it, um, I'll fact, uh, I'll chime in on, on what I've read. Um, but I have some some personal. Well, I shouldn't say personal reasons. I'll make it public. I just there's some things that the the government of saudi arabia or the royal family of saudi arabia have done um and some of the things they've contributed to um taking human rights away from people uh, so i just don't want to I, I don't want to support it now that being said um there are businesses every day that i that i give uh my money to that do the same thing so i i don't want to be you know, I don't want to come off as self righteous. This is just one of those things that I know about and I don't want to support. So, um, now, with that being said, back to our regularly scheduled wrestling program. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm done I'm done with the news so we can we can start.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh we're gonna jump into uh the review for Monday Night Raw. But before we do, I'm gonna play the clip that you guys have heard. I'm not sure if Uh, our listeners have heard before we go into monday night raw this is after uh backlash at the the post game i guess press conference um triple h talking about the tournament
2: but starting after backlash this monday night on raw we will begin a world heavyweight championship tournament It will be across both brands. On Monday Night Raw, there will be two triple threat matches with the winners facing each other later that night to determine a winner for Monday Night Raw. That Friday on SmackDown, the same thing will happen. Two triple threat matches will take place. Those winners will face each other at the end of SmackDown to determine a winner there. Those two winners from Raw and SmackDown will then go on to Night of Champions where one of them will be crowned the new world heavyweight champion.
0: Okay. That's where we pick up Monday Night Raw because what he just did um, confused the shit out of me. I'll speak only for myself. Um... So let's dig into Raw and then dig more into this tournament and the new title. And may I just say, looking at that video as we listen to it, that new belt looks nice, except for that damn logo. Yeah, I agree. 100%. <laughs> 100%. That's the only thing I don't like about that belt. All right, here we go with Monday Night Raw taking place on May 8th, 2023, at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena at Jacksonville, Florida, AEW's backyard uh let's see we start off with cody coming to the ring to cut a promo talking about brock lesnar um it was what did y'all think about this promo kurt what, what were your thoughts on this promo because it, it, i mean he jumped out of the ring and went and talked about the tournament he kicked off the tournament it, it was I, I don't understand why they started the show off with this what did you think
1: I didn't like it at all okay I, I'm <laughs> saying with you, I don't know why they started to try out with that as well, but i didn't like did not like it one bit
0: yeah same here i it was just again con confusing it was they tried to fit in like five pounds of shit in a two pound bucket
1: and um so, so not not before you get to brandon and, I, and this is something that i'm I'm seeing more and I feel more, and I'm not sure if y'all picking up on it. But it's like they're shoving Cody down everybody's throat, like they did from in the beginning, to where I don't think that's gonna work long term, and they gonna make it. It's gonna be the reverse of what they want, because it's, it's like you 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 keep just shoving, 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 and you don't need to do it. He's already over with the fans, so just stop.
0: Especially given what happened on this night, we'll get to that yeah. in just a second. Yeah. Um, Brandon what were your thoughts on the opening promo by Cody and everything that went with it
2: so I thought by him coming out to do the promo I thought that he was going to kick off the tournament in the ring I thought he was going to wrestle yeah because he was already in full back, ring gear right and then he went back to the bank and I'm like wait a minute he ain't going to be in the match you know and I kind <laughs> of figured it out when, I, when Seth Rollins came out and I'm like wait a minute he ain't in the so I'm, I was just sitting there thinking like why did they have him come out and cut this five-minute-long promo just for him to go back to the back, then I got to watch him come out again. yeah, it's, With the same it's, promo, so I agree with Kurt on that. I'm like, okay, now they're starting to shove this guy down everybody's throat. I'm like, okay, we don't we only need to see Cody but one time unless he's wrestling multiple matches in one night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, don't, we only need to see him one time. There was no need for him to come out and do a promo, then go back to the back, and then come out again. What what was that? What, an hour later? Mm-hmm. If that- and, um, what, 45 minutes later? And then, you know, do the same. I'm like, I do what, what, what was the point of all of that? Yeah. It, it could have uh, kicked off with his triple threat first and then went, you know, to the to the other triple threat. And then i have been, if I felt a little bit better about it, but, you know, I ain't think the promo was really needed because I feel like the belt, the tournament selling itself. So I don't know. I, I agree with Kurt on that, man. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get tired of them because y'all keep. I don't want. I don't need to see him all the time, and I don't need to see him come out every week and cut a damn promo. Yeah, it's, it's about what you like. Talking about what do y'all want to talk about tonight? I don't want to talk about <laughs> shit. I want to see wrestling,
0: <laughs> and that's getting really old, really fast. Um, I don't even think he even need to be on TV every week. And, and that's what I was just about to say. It's the same principle as the DDT. Um, yeah. If everybody's doing the DDT, then the DDT is not special yeah um so if you see Cody two you know two three times even once every week, then he's not special um, right Roman people were like, i don't want to say pissed off, but literally like come on man what the where, where's roman what's going on and and that's a good thing actually mm-hmm. yeah you know he was he's been you haven't seen or heard from him So when you see and hear from him, it means something, especially this week. And we'll get to that. Um, So, yeah, I I agree with both of you. um, And I'll I'll throw this on top of it. It only added to this mess that they've got going on right now. Uh, With the tournament uh, being mentioned, the very first match was uh, World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. First round match between Shinsuke Nakamura Seth freaking Rollins and Damian Priest. Um this match was what it was. Again, if we've seen WWE doesn't do a whole lot of it, um, but we've seen it so many times it's it's ridiculous in AEW. So if every other match you see is a three or four man match, when you have a three or four man match. Fans are going to roll their eyes and say, What's this bullshit? Especially the way they do it now, man. Um, Is it just me, or do y'all notice something happens? One wrestler goes down and rolls, noticeably, rolls out of the ring. And it's. Hey,
1: man, you read my fucking mind. (laughs) You read my goddamn mind. And it's gone. Hey, I'm so sick of that shit right now. I am so sick of that. Because I was like, Is this goddamn me? No, it ain't you. Or am I tripping? It ain't you. I am, I am so sick of that. I am so sick of that. But what
0: kills me, Kurt, is it's it's noticeable. Like, yeah. they'll fall down in the middle of the ring and then roll three feet out of the ring and stay gone for, like, 15, Listen, 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm sitting here watching wrestling Monday and Wednesday. Like, why the fuck do they keep doing that? Yeah. I, it, I, I i like I said, is this the new trend?
2: They damn sure don't do it in the video game. It's a triple <laughs> threat match. All three of them motherfuckers <laughs> gonna stay off right in there. One of them gonna you're gonna put a power bomb, put the finish move on one, they're gonna stay down for two seconds and get their ass right back up but that and mess up shit. your whole move sequence. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> like a real
0: fight.
1: That shit pisses me off.
0: Yes. So I mean, with uh, Nakamura in the match, I said when Nakamura was, was announced as returning I said they got to do away with that Elvis jumpsuit or it's going to be ridiculous. He's still wearing the Elvis jumpsuit. Um, I realize he may not have, at least last time I saw his upper body, may not have the most impressive upper body, but that jumpsuit looks ridiculous. Um, I can't take him serious with that. I'm sorry. Um, So this match was what it was. Um, Seth Rollins comes out on top. I think that was pretty predictable. Um, and I'll have some opinions at the end of this as to where I see this tournament going, at least from the raw, raw perspective. But Brandon, what did you think about the match? And what did you think about Seth winning? Um, I kind of knew Seth was going
2: to win cause you know, Seth Rollins, I was low key root for Damian Priest though. Um, mm-hmm. I'm slow, Damian Priest is really growing on me. Um, Cause I never really, I don't want to say I didn't pay him any attention, but I really wasn't much of a fan before, but, Famine I mean, Priest is, he's, he's doing some good shit right now, so, you know, I was I was low-key rooting for him, but I knew Seth was going to win, um, mm-hmm. the Elvis, whatever, the Elvis suit don't bother me at all, I just, look, I look more at the, the in-ring stuff, and, it was kind of cool, because I don't think, I don't think any of those, uh, three guys, I, I don't, I can't recall them being in the ring, in a one-on-one match together, or a triple threat, so, it was for me. It was kind of a fresh matchup. It was kind of nice to see, you know, some different guys in the mix in there. So you know, I didn't have a problem with the I ain't have a problem with the match at all. And you know, the guy that we all thought was going to win won. That was it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know. I may, look, maybe I shouldn't be paying attention to ring attire, but but I said, and and this really doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, except for the fact that it has to do with ring attire. I yeah. said when they first uh, introduced. Nia Jax, that she, she, was, she was nimble for her size. She, she had a good upside the way they first introduced her or presented her, but her ring attire was going to be her downfall. Um, that get-up was ridiculous. Uh, so I just, to me, it's the spectacle of it. Um, it's, what, I'm trying to think of somebody back in the day that did that, or somebody Amish Roadkill. I couldn't get in. Oh, a, yeah I couldn't get in. Amish roll killed. I, I, it fit. It fit. <laughs> it fit the gimmick, but and he was he was a good big man, but it was just ridiculous to watch him wrestle in Amish weird. So yeah. What did you think it. about this match? And Seth winning.
1: Nothing uh, special about it. I'm not surprised Seth won, but I agree with you. They need to repackage Nakamura because I'm that shit there don't work for me. I'm sick of seeing that shit.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm also with Brandon. I would have loved to see Damon Reese win this match right here. Because I think as a big man and where we go and the climbing and what the landscape looks like right now in WWE, you really can do something with him. Yes, you can. You really can. I, he, he has a look. You can do something with him. So I, I would have liked to see him win this match, but we we seen Seth already. Mm-hmm. We seen it a million times. So let's start inventing new stars and build on build on them. Yeah. Build them up.
0: Um that's the that seems-
1: starting point with Nakamura, because you know Nakamura, you pushed them so far, you push both of them. Now let's push Damien now. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you definitely can do something with it. Because he, he has a look, you know, he, he moves good in the ring. You can do something with it.
2: I think he's going to be the star that comes out of the judgment day.
1: I, absolutely. I totally
0: agree. Because
2: Finn's already been the champion and everything. Oh, yeah. I was just, I was, well, we'll get to that in a second, but Finn's already been the champion. I think Damian priest is really going. I saw some fit. I saw some photos of Damian priest earlier this morning when I woke up the first time <laughs> and Damian priest was built like go was when he was Walter. When he, you know, they were both, they were big dudes. They legit big dudes, big country fed looking big dudes or whatever. And they showed basically his body transformation. And I was like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like he looks great because he didn't look, if you saw, and I'll send it to y'all in the chat later on, but if you look at him then versus now, you wouldn't even be able to tell that was the same person. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And so he really like, he really, you know, (laughs) did, you know, he did what he needed to do to, you know, take care of his body and upgrade his body and everything. And, you know, I I think, I think Damien Priest has a huge, huge upside and he can wrestle. He has a huge upside. I totally agree
1: totally agree
0: yeah and and Kurt just to echo what you said um I agree with 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 you that uh you pushed Nakamura to the moon and then did nothing with him yep yeah. Yeah. any win, any win time yeah you you yeah. built him to the moon gave him the money in the bank briefcase and did nothing with him um has been there done that it didn't get over with me the first 15 times it's not going to get over with me on time 16. He's good in the ring, and if he would just be a wrestling personality, I could probably deal with it. but this whole uh what what's he calling himself not not the innovator but uh visionary this visionary gimmick Nah, miss me with
2: that um I liked it better when he was a like when he was like a legit heel getting on everybody's nerves yeah. not with the, the laugh and everything but that first iteration of it. <clears throat> The one during the pandemic, I like that version of it because he, he legitimately got on my fucking nerve. <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, you damn. It's just like, uh, remember when CM Punk had the straight in society? Yep. It was some shit like that. And I'm just like, "You don't get this shit off this damn TV. <laughs> but I, looking back on it, that was like, really, that's my favorite version of Seth Rollins. Because he really did
0: shit to get under people's skin. Either that or him, <clears throat> or him as the... The valiant baby face fighting against the authority. Um, but, yeah, let me not even mention that. The please don't bring back the authority. Uh-uh. Please. Not. No. Please. No, I, I hate I hate that damn shit. It's starting to sound like her. I hate that damn shit. I hate
2: that corporate. going to put Kane in Suck.
0: the suit. What the fuck are we, we put doing? Put Kane in the
2: suit. going to humiliate the big show. Make the big show. Knock out Dusty Rose. I was like, man, hey, fuck y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's
0: man. Anyway, let's move on. Alright, and then after that match, we get a backstage interaction between Imperium and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Not much to report there. Um, they're going to be going up against each other. Um, the next match on the show is my man Otis with Chad Gable and Maxine Dupree. I don't know where they're going with this, but I am I was tired of it from the, the jump. Um, versus Mustafa Ali. Now, I'm hearing some people say his name Mustafa, and I'm not even being funny. I'm legitimately hearing. Are they pronouncing his name that way? Because maybe I'm just not hearing it on the show. No, ground. they're pronouncing it that way. Wow. Okay. Yep.
2: I think that might be the way he wants to pronounce too. Because ah, I think okay. he's. A, okay. I, I think he, I think he's Muslim too. I think. I'm not ah,
0: okay. I've just never heard the name spelled that way, pronounced Mustafa. Okay, so I will correct yeah. myself.
2: No, I, I've no. I've known a couple. I've known i uh, I've known a couple of folks in my time that, you know, they name was, you know, we'll say, we we'll stop but they're like, nah, it. It's like, no, it's Moose. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So I've heard it before. Uh,
0: well, you know, i probably heard what I think is the strangest name for a child ever in my life. I knew someone by the name, legitimate birth name, Adidas. <laughs> hey.
2: Wow. <laughs> hey. I had a student. Look, check this out, Ron. I had a student named Feli, and then ESPN did a piece where kids were naming naming their kids after ESPN Forever, they call them love Forever, love mm-hmm. it espn oh, but it wasn't spelled that way it was spelled <laughs> a different way i'm not going to spell it but um getting yeah. getting off track again on shoes
0: i'll just ask this question <laughs> and then we'll move on we're going to have to change the name of this show how do we pronounce fila fila <laughs> we're going to have to i think we're going to have to change the name of this show I'm wrestling with my thoughts and putting on my shoes uh, well,
2: that's my thoughts sneaker edition.
0: <laughs> Otis versus Mustafa or Mustafa Ali. Uh Chad Gable wanted Otis to do the caterpillar on Ali. Um I'll say this, man. I I it's stupid, but it looks funny seeing that dude do that. Uh the winner though of this is Mustafa Ali. Didn't expect that, but um Again, I'm going to beat this horse until it's a bloody pulp. Um, Please break up Otis and Chad Gable and give, at least give Chad Gable a significant singles run. Um, I could buy him as the new WWE champion. He should have been in the damn tournament. 100% agree, my brother. So, uh, with that said, sir, how did you feel about the match? Fantastic. Okay, okay, I was going to mute it and do something real quick, but,
1: Kurt, what did you think about the match? I, I echo you. Please break this team up, for God's sake. Yes. Break them up and let Chad Gable go on to greener pastures to where he can do what we know he can do. This is a crying fucking shame What they keep doing to this man, even what they're doing to oldest. Just break them up. <laughs> God damn it. Break them hey, up. You know you can get a better run storyline if they feud against each other. Let's let's do that. But and this, just, it's a lot of... Beating them every week yep. is fucking stupid.
2: Yep. It's a lot of superstars that's echoing the same sentiment. And and, and he's, and, he's very underrated, but it's really because I did not even book It just blows... My only comment was it just blows my mind how damn Jack Gable <laughs> was not in that damn tournament. The, the, he should have been in that tournament. Even if he lost, he should have been in that I'm, tournament. I'm telling you, Shorty G... Killed him. Sure. But I don't
1: even remember that.
2: I don't even. I don't. Remember. I barely remember it myself.
0: And, and that's what I'm saying. But I
2: remember hearing, it and I was like, "What the fuck? They give him that damn but name?" Coming, I thought it's like because they're making
0: fun of him. Right. That was some damn bitch. Shit. And coming out of that, see, he, you guys have, have compared him to Kurt Angle, and I don't disagree with that assessment. He can do still do the comedy shit, if you if you're just hell bent on doing that. But let him come off as a badass like Kurt yeah. Angle. That is well, Kurt. Kurt may Kurt, be a badass too. But... I'm a, badass, I'm a man, badass.
2: Kurt was badass, but
0: Kurt was. Kurt a was a badass, badass, but he was funny.
2: Bad,
1: bad man. He was okay, a bad. Man. he still is. I'm, I'm a badass and I'm funny, so I can... yeah. Kurt, Kurt was fucking <laughs> The
2: Kurt, look, Kurt, Kurt Angle was hilarious. The, yes, look, the funniest the shit I, I, I know. Yeah. I know we. A little, I know I don't mean to get off track. but I got to get this out. The funniest <laughs> shit that I have ever seen Kurt Angle do. He came out. He was about to have a match with Rey Mysterio, <laughs> and he was saying a whole uh, uh, no disrespect to the LGBT community, but he was saying a lot of questionable stuff. When he was like, "Well, um, um, y'all, I don't know, y'all probably seen it." Yeah, he was I, like, I know what you talking when about. When I get on, he said, "Now when I get on top of you, and I'm, you know, I, I I love to play with boys." The <laughs> <laughs> <Amen. And> commentators <laughs> in the back, legitimately laughing. Taz on the bike. He's like, "Kurt, put the bike down." Okay. <laughs> Kurt, the Taz, damn been choking, <laughs> He's
0: laughing so hard. Brandon, <laughs> if, if you like that, that's hilarious. You've got to yeah. go and listen to the episode of what happened when, when they talk about the Yeti butt-fucking Hulk Hogan.
2: Nah, yeah. no, I, I, I don't know if I even want to hear that. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> do. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> a man. A that man. was some funny-ass shit, too. I, I've seen that before. I was like, what in behavior
0: <laughs> is going fin- on here? His finishing move was the cornhole holder man. What the man. hell? Man, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> Damn. All right, uh, now I'll say this and then we'll move on. But if if you want to do this Otis and the modeling agency thing, and y'all may want to slap the shit out of me next time y'all see it. Cool, do it. There may be something there because Otis Otis does have a abil- wrestling ability too, so he also can do this shit with the modeling agency and still wrestle, but break them off. Or if yeah. you or if you're just again, you're hell bent on keeping them a team, make them serious and make them contenders. That right now they're just fucking comedy fodder, and that's a crime.
2: Because as they started off, they were actually they started off as a serious team. Right. Like they made Otis cut his hair, and they started off like really serious. And shoe I was getting shit. behind them, and then shoe damn shoe sh- shit and all that. I'm like, I know. So, but if you know, hey, if they put I wouldn't have an issue with it. I really don't now. But I'm like, if Chad gave was a single, and he'd do the, you know, the little shoe shit and all that, but he'd get in there and damn school motherfuckers every week, Right. then okay. Then, you then, know what then, I'm saying?
0: Then the shoes could mean shut your mouth or I'll whoop your ass.
2: Exactly. You know? Like, you know, when you hear this, you might want to, you know, because now I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to out-wrestle you and make you look stupid. <laughs> Be like the miss when my hand
0: goes up, your mouth goes shut. <laughs> right. When I say shoes, Sound your like, ass gets whooped. Sound like a damn teacher. All right. So backstage, speaking of the Miz, uh, backstage the Miz, Miz says when he, when he wins the world heavyweight championship, <laughs> it'll put some respect on his name. Ah oh, man, good lord. Hopefully that's not the case. Anyway, moving along to the next world heavyweight championship tournament of the uh, tournament match of the first round: Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor versus awesome the Miz Uh, Cody came out again the second time within like an hour the match was the the match wasn't bad Um, I'll say that but the finish and this is putting it lightly shocked the motherfucking shit out of me I did not see this coming if that was their intent great job I don't think it was the right finish, but what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting in a chair with a microphone in front of me talking about this shit. Um, (laughs) So I didn't like the finish. um, And we talked about people getting tired of Cody. Kurt, this is what I was talking about when we'll get to this later. You beat him. Granted, he beat Brock Lesnar and that was a very good match and a very good finish, but you beat him twice. In in big moment matches, that fans were either wanting or expecting him to win. So that coupled with him coming out every week, what do you want to talk about? The fans are going to turn on that shit quick.
1: Yep, um, yes, they are. Yes, they are. So and go ahead, Kirk. So go I ahead. Thought, I'll, I'll take I, it I, to you. Go ahead. I thought the match was okay, but the the finish killed all killed everything. Mm-hmm. The finish killed everything. It was stupid as fuck. I don't even know why Miz was even in this goddamn tournament. And mm-hmm. that was that was something that pissed me off as well. So they, they did all this this all this was bad. All bad. Yeah, I, it's, it's,
0: again, the title of this show is what a mess. And this is part of the mess. Um exactly. I I don't get it. And and we'll go into greater detail of this whole tournament. And the convoluted mess behind it. Once we're we're done with uh, the SmackDown review, um, so yeah, uh, Brandon, what did you think about this match? And I'm gonna take a quick break, fellas. So go ahead and, and tell us what you think, Brandon. If you guys want to talk amongst yourselves, I'll be right back. All right. So I thought the match
2: was fine. I would have traded the I would have traded the Miz for Chad Gable any day. Um, the finish came out of nowhere. I didn't think that that was going to happen. I honestly thought Cody was going to win the match and then go on to the final. But um that didn't happen. And I'm telling you now, if the next time when they, uh, I think they're going to be wrestling at the next pay-per-view at the end of the month, if Cody Rose beat Brock Lesnar again, then the fan, I think the fans are going to start, they're going to start turning, especially if Cody's doing promos every week. And then Brock goes, beat the shit out of him. And then next thing you know, he beats Brock Lesnar again, so now you're him. You're gonna turn him into John Cena, like okay, he's unbeatable. But what do these wins and losses mean at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? Especially you're beating Brock because Brock's been losing in a whole. He's been losing quite a few times or whatever. So I don't know. Like I, I agree with the finish. No, I think Cody. I, I think it would have been better if they would have done that in the final match at the end of the show. And Brock come out and cost Cody that way instead of doing it in a triple threat. That's just me.
0: Maria, didn't have a I problem
2: either. with Finn. Didn't pro- didn't have a problem with Finn Balor winning. And I guess it was it, no, it was you know what. And I, I forgot all about the last time him and uh, Seth Rollins hooked hook, hook, hooked horns. You know they um, that was when he got hurt and everything. We'll get into that um, later. But I would have liked to see Cody win that match and then the finish that they did come at the end of the show. That's what I would have liked to see. I probably would have felt a little bit better with that.
0: Speaking of the end of that match, um, Lesnar comes out and uh, attacks Cody, giving him an F five on the announce desk. And that was a good segment. I think it, <laughs> there was I, there was something going on between the communication between Lesnar and Cody and the mic and all of that, which made it look silly. Um, but I think it was a it was a good statement for Brock to make come out and and assert himself still as the biggest bad, baddest man on the planet. Um, did either one of you have anything to say about what Lesnar did after the match? I thought it was a good segment,
2: but I think it was somewhere on that mic. I think the mic went out or something. Right. It looked like you know they have another overhead mic that they use, so I think that, that was the only way like the sound was coming out. Cause I
0: don't know if the audience could hear anything. Okay. Next up is uh the match between Rhea Ripley Whew, and uh she's accompanied to the ring by the world's most hated wrestler Dominic Mysterio and she took on <laughs> she took on the ever changing <laughs> Dana Brooke um and look I'm going to come off like an asshole here and I really don't mean to be uh, far be it for me to talk about, and I think we've even discussed this here on the show, but far be it for me to, you know, if you want to do things, do things. It's your life, your money, whatever makes you feel good, do it. As long as it's legal. I, I just don't, I don't even recognize Dana Brooke anymore. Um, I was never a huge fan of hers, but I don't even recognize the woman anymore. I'm not sure why she ended up in the ring with Rhea Ripley. Um, This was pretty much a throwaway match Uh, Rhea Ripley coming out The the winner which I think we all Saw that coming Um, And then after the match uh, She attacked Brooke some more And um, Natty came out it was good to see Natty Always good to see Natty Um, And Dominic Whispers something or says Something to Ripley and and They take off Um, Is there anything you guys would Like to say Kurt off pitch it to you first is there anything you guys would like to say about this match between ripley and dana brooke
1: uh no but other than dana brooke gets to be a very attractive woman and i'm not sure what's going on
0: i i agree with who, that who, i 10% agree with might,
1: that yes she gets to be a very very attractive woman so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand the things that's transpired over time
0: so what about you brandon what did you think about the match it was what it was,
2: and I'm with y'all. I don't understand why she's getting all that work done like that. Cause she was very pretty, very pretty. But hey, you know, whatever make you feel good, man. You know, she got her own reasons, and you know, it's none of our business. So but
0: yeah. and, you know, and and that's fair. That's that's really really fair. The last thing I want to I want to do is come off, um, like an asshole like that. Like I'm, you know. I'm hating on people for what they want to do or whatever. Fuck. I got tattoos and my family hates that I have tattoos. Um, and I'm getting more and they're going to hate that too. But <laughs> yeah, when i like, hey, they'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I said all that to say, you know, look, if, if she chooses to do whatever, have whatever work done, she wants done that. That's fine. It's just wild. The first time she came back after all that where I didn't even recognize her. So, uh, it just continues. Um, Kurt will love this. Backstage, Zoe Stark challenged Nikki Cross to a match tonight.
1: Oh, man. I saw saw that shit. I (laughs) was like, what? You're not getting a rise out of Kurt? I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs)
2: All
0: right. Uh, Next matchup is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the tag team champions, uh, taking on Imperium Ludwig. Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci uh winner predictably winners rather predictably were Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I really don't have anything to say about this match. It was like a time filler to me. Um so Brandon I'll kick it to you. What did you think about this match between Imperium and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn?
2: Yep, that match was all right. You know, we all knew who was going to win. And I do like how uh the ring announcer what's her name? Samantha. I like how she announces them to the ring. I can't do it myself, but <laughs> I, I typically enjoy that. And I, I guess she's on Monday Night Raw now, which you know, hey, she didn't hit the big time and I think she's heard it. So Yeah. You know, it was what it was. It was that I mean I think with you, I'm like they were just filling time, they ain't have nothing else to put on, fill that slot till we got to the main event. So
1: Kurt, your thoughts on this one? I agree. Time filler. We can move on. <laughs> All
0: right. Backstage, Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green talked to Indy Hartwell, who was uh, alongside Joey Gargano and Candice LeRae. God damn it, I did it again. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Uh, well, you ain't going to never get that right. No, I won't. I really won't. <laughs> to it's sign okay. a petition for them to get a rematch for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, we had a Dexter Loomis sighting. Uh, I, here's where I don't. Here's what I don't understand. They're they've got Loomis who looked good and has a great gimmick. Well, had I don't know what the fuck he's doing with this, but they're wasting him. This to me is like Gable and Otis. They are wasting Loomis in this spot instead of Absolutely. instead Absolutely. of playing flunky to Gargano. He ought to be. Not literally, of course, but he ought to be murdering Joey Gargano. God damn it. <sighs> he ought to be murdering Gargano every week. Um, yeah. So I, I just Definitely. think they're absolutely wasting Loomis and the the scariest fuck gimmick that he has. Um, would you guys agree with that, or what are your thoughts on, on Loomis?
1: I totally agree. You, you They're wasting, the, they're missing the boat right now. Because you really make money with that guy. He really can't and why they're not doing anything he should have been in the goddamn tournament for this goddamn title there you go absolutely he could have been in there like you know you're missing a boat with this guy you really, you really are
0: absolutely um brandon you got anything to say about this one i have nothing else to add <laughs> all right next up the match that kurt was waiting for zoe stark versus nikki cross um <laughs> Uh, Zoe Stark comes out the winner. I think that was fairly predictable since she's uh, the newest addition to Raw. So, um, Brandon, I'll kick it to you first because I know Kirk's going to have a lot to say about this. Um, what do you think about this match, and what do you think about Zoe Stark?
2: Um, I haven't seen enough of Zoe Stark to really make a full um, – I can't draw the blank on the word. Just make a full Assess- thing about it. Yeah, full assessment. Thank you. Um, I right. haven't seen enough of her to make a full assessment, but you know, hey, I think you know she, hey, she earned her opportunity to get on the main roster, and she had to start somewhere, so she had to start with with uh, Nikki Cross. Um, I, I like Nikki Cross a whole lot better when she was in NXT having hardcore matches. So yes. and I don't know why I'm on the uh, <clears throat> roster now, because I think that well, I know they don't have a hardcore division anymore, but I think for like the more extreme matches, I think she'd be a perfect fit for, because of her gimmick and. You know, they just put her in these little matches and beat her all the time. Nobody cares. So, hey, got to somewhere. And somewhere. That was it. All right. Uh, Kurt,
0: what did you think about the match?
1: Yeah, I don't have enough information on Zoe Starks. So I haven't seen a lot of her work. So I'll go with Brandon. But, you know, I'm done with Nick Trump. They can get rid of her and not see her <laughs> ever. <laughs> all right. Backstage,
0: we see Mr. Xavier Woods and Akira Tozawa. Uh, They were laughing loudly in the background as Ripley and Dominic strolled up. Dominic told them to show some respect for mommy. Uh, Woods challenged Dominic to a match. Ripley said Dominic accepts. Um, So mommy's putting Dominic in matches now. Uh, And personally, I think that Rhea Ripley could whoop, whoop all three of their asses. Uh, next, we have Trish Stratus in the ring. Uh, talking about Becky Lynch Says she's still missing Then the the Intro music for Becky Lynch plays And uh Then Trish reveals that she set it up Music plays again, Becky Lynch is behind her Uh Dexer a couple of times and Becky says The man is back Um Yeah I don't like this Um <laughs> I'm trying to, to think of the words To say
1: um Terrible. Terrible. That's what you're trying okay. to think of right And now. you're terrible. right. Yeah, this,
0: this doesn't fit. Um, Trish isn't going to be a long, or at least as far as I know, isn't going to be a long-term deal. And this whole feud was, it was manufactured off some bullshit. So, like, instead of it being Becky Lynch versus Trish, it ought to be, if we're going to do it, like, Things should be done with the storyline. It ought to be um, Lita versus Trish. Um, so I don't yeah. understand this, um, and I'm I'm really not looking forward to a match between the two. Um, I
1: don't don't, don't want to see it. And maybe the reason that didn't happen, maybe Lita's legitimately hurt, and that's why. All right, okay. Maybe that was a story that should was that they, they were gonna do, but Lita's actually hurt for real, and maybe they couldn't do it, but.
0: The artist is fucking stupid. Yeah, so we'll see where this goes, but I, I just don't think it's gonna go much of anywhere. Um next match in the ring is Dominic with Rhea Ripley taking on Xavier Woods. The most hated wrestler in the world, Dominic Mysterio. I think they ought to start billing him as that, the most hated wrestler in the world. Uh Dominic Mysterio gets the win. Um I think the right person won. Um and any of the versions I've seen, Xavier Woods, Consequences Creed, uh, whatever else, I've, he's, he's not bad in the ring, but I've just never been a fan. Um, and I certainly am not a fan of the one man, uh, was, uh, New Day. Um, not, not a fan. Um, Brandon, what did
2: you think about this match? Right guy won, and Dominic is best heel in the business right now. <laughs> the best.
0: It, it is hard to argue against that. Um, Kurt, what about you? What'd you think?
1: Uh, I didn't think anything. I don't like either one of them, so we can move on.
0: <laughs> Straight and to the point. Um, we had a gender Mahal sighting. Um, he was the hot. <laughs> we sh- sure did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the hot shit for a little bit. Then he disappeared. Now he shows up endorsing another guy. <coughs> so uh, he says that Indus sure is going to shake the foundation of WWE. Exactly how? We're not sure. Uh, hopefully we don't find out either. But anyway, uh, <laughs> more Mia's backstage talking to Nakamura. Uh, we can skip past that. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan backstage told DeVille and Chelsea green that if they wanted a rematch, all they had to do was ask, uh, Morgan and Rodriguez signed their petition for the rematch. So we're apparently going to have a rematch and I got a feeling they're going to take the belts off of Rodriguez and Morgan. And I don't understand why right now. Um, perhaps I'm wrong. Uh, here's something I want to discuss with both of you guys that I noticed. Um, backstage cody is is talking to the backstage interviewer about what happened or whatever and just a a little while before he was laying next to the ring basically unable to move and and like all sorts of knocked out but here he seems to be perfectly fine he's selling that he hurts i guess but this is this is the type of little shit that i don't like like he's backstage like nothing happened um, did either one of you feel that way about this one? This segment? Yes. Yep. I
1: did. I did.
0: Yeah, I just, I didn't get it. All right. So here we come to the event of the evening. Oh, hold up. Just scroll down too far. All right. World Heavyweight Championship Tournament round two. Finn Balor versus Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins one um in a okay match. I'm uh, not going to say it's bad, not going to say it's good. It was okay. Uh it was what it was. Um Finn has been hurt in my opinion by his association with the Judgment Day. Um he has no charisma whatsoever. Um and when he tries to have charisma, it comes off corny. Um I I think he needs to take a step away, somehow break up from the Judgment Day, take a step away for a minute, um, and come back re- rejuvenated or something. Uh, it's just, it's just not working, in my opinion, right now. Um, Kurt, what do you think about this match between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor? And um, what are your opinions of, of Balor, if you don't mind me asking, sir? Well,
1: I like Balor more than I like Seth because I think Seth—they've been pushing him way long. They did, but I didn't like how they pushed Balor. I never, I, did, I didn't see him on NXT, but he has a very good look that I do like. So I'd rather, I would have rather see Balor win this match and, and go to the title match versus Seth, because I'm sick of seeing Seth.
0: I, I'm curious. Um, I, I would like to know how he does the coup d'etat without, like, I, I'm sure it hurts to some degree, but like, how do you even do that fucking move? Without crushing somebody, yeah, you
1: couldn't do it on me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would sit there and let you do it to me. I think <laughs> you,
1: that's that's what I'm talking about. You, I'm not letting you do that. You, are, you off your goddamn mind? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brandon, what did you think about the match? And um, what are your opinions on on Ballard? Um, I, number one, I did like the match. I did like
2: how. Oh, damn! Let me put microphone right back. I did like the match. I do like how um he. Basically got his get back from the last time the two wrestled when he when Chef Rowers powerbombed him into the uh the uh guardrail or the barricade, whatever you wanna call it, and you know, messed up his shoulder. And so he got his get back in that match. I like that part. Um I was like y'all, I was root was rooting for Finn Balor. I've been a Finn Balor fan since he was in NXT. I always thought he was pretty cool. Um and I I have mixed feelings about the demon gimmick, but we can talk about that much later. It's not important right now. Um, the cool, the way that they do it, when he does the coup de grace, the wrestlers pretty much, they scrunch their chest up to absorb the impact. So he's not like landing like straight on it with no protection. But I ain't going to lie like Kurt. You if you do that shit to me and I survive. I'm gonna break you in half. <laughs> once I get once I get the breath back in my body, <laughs> right. your ass better be somewhere right. out of the country.
0: And man, and I thought I thought, uh, oh damn it, I lost his. What's his name? Kevin Sullivan. I thought Kevin Sullivan doing the devil stomp was bad. This is like no insane
2: because <laughs> you're jumping in mid air. Yeah. You have no, once you get in the air, you ain't got no control over what happens. You just got to make sure you land it right in the spot you're supposed to land it. And I think one time he did it off the cage, either a cage or a ladder. I don't remember. And I was like, ain't no fucking way. And I'm like, I wonder if he ever accidentally stumped somebody in the head. (laughs) He, just, he missed the mark and just stomp somebody in the head or on the ear or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, man, that that's like one of the most dangerous moves in pro wrestling right now. Like ooh we. So I would hate to be the person that had to be on the receiving end of that because if he overshoot it and he goes the wrong way, you're either going to get it in your head or on your nuts. <laughs> I, mean, I don't
0: neither, know which one is worse. Neither one are good. Maybe yeah, I don't I do.
2: know. I don't know which one is worse. Well, maybe. Well, maybe the nuts would be worse because that ain't gonna knock you out unless the pain is so bad. <laughs> At least you get stumped in the head. You get knocked out. And right, you might get knocked out for a few minutes. You ain't gonna feel nothing. Oh, and so shit. I don't know that. But well, well, boy, I, I think about that every time I see it. I think about that all the time. To <laughs> Be honest with you, that's what got my attention in the first place. So, I, I, yeah, I, ugh, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a dangerous move. <laughs> So, I feel like if he could do that, they need to bring the pile driver back.
0: Yeah. All right. So we see Seth Rollins moving on to uh to the finals of the championship tournament. Um, here's what I would like to do. You guys tell me what you think. I would like to go ahead and do the SmackDown review, and then we talk all about right. this this fucking mess of a tournament and mess of a world title picture draft. All that. And then wrap it up with, we're, we're not going to review the entire uh, AEW show from Wednesday, but I, I think we do yeah. want to talk about that damn cage match and what happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: fine with that. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. So let's move on. Uh, SmackDown came to us on May 12, 2023 from Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville. Uh, shout out to Kane, uh, mayor of Knox County, even though he is a – Trumper. Yeah. Uh, I cannot believe that. Anyway, so first match is a, a World Heavyweight Championship tournament match. Sheamus versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Um, I think, you know, we talked about it with Raw that there were other people that they could have put in the tournament. Since Austin Theory already has a title, I think they should have kept him out of this tournament and put somebody else in.
2: Um, I agree.
0: It's not to say that he can't challenge at some point, but he's already got a title. Um, that's just an opinion of mine. Uh, Bobby Lashley comes out to victor on this uh, with the hurt lock. Again, it's a three-way match, so it is what it is. Uh, hit me, I fall to the canvas, roll out of the ring, and then the other two Go at it, and then I come back about ten minutes later, and blah blah blah. Um, but with that said, I do think the right man went over. Um, Brandy, what did you think about this
2: match? Um, I'm with you. I think the right man went over, and I think uh, Lashley got legitimately busted open. So that time, you know, when he was out on um, outside the ring, I can't remember the spot. I think he ran into the steps or something like that. And he was out for a long time. I think he, I, I think he legitimately caught the edge of that. That, um, the edge of that, um, step, and I think he legitimately busted himself open. So, you know, that might explain why I think they, I feel like the announcer should have went and kind of added to the story because he was, they didn't even mention that he was bleeding. Well, they, they didn't mention that he was bleeding at all. And I kind of, I didn't, I didn't like that because usually I'm like on a JR call, he's like, oh, look, he's busted open. And so I think that that would have added to the match a little bit more. And then him coming out winning. You know, I think that it, it, I think you would have just added more to the match, but the match was fine. Um, yeah, match,
0: match match was fine. The right guy went over. My God, he's busted open. Um, speaking of busted open and hard way planned or whatever, um, I won't even lie. I got this news from uh, one of Cornette's shows. Brock Lesnar getting busted open at Backlash, planned spot. Mm. I thought it was hard way. It was a planned spot. Um. I wish, and and uh, Courtney talked about this on the show. I wish they wouldn't let us know that. Um, I, I'm yeah. a, I'm an old school fan. Please let me have some kayfabe, please.
2: Well, I thought it was hard way too, I but then again, I was. But then again, I was thinking like, hey, they in Puerto Rico, you gotta have blood. So,
0: so, Kurt, what did you think about this match between uh, Sheamus, Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory?
1: I thought it was okay, and I do think the right person won. Uh, But I didn't. I'm with Brandon on. They never mentioned anything about the blood, and I think they only mentioned it in the when he was in the final match against AJ Styles. When they said he was busted open and he's bleeding, because I didn't hear him him say anything in the first match. Because I was like, "Damn, he's bleeding," and I didn't even see when it happened. So I was like, "Damn, when did that?"
2: Yeah, and that's why I think that I don't think that they did it. On I don't. I think that was hard. Really believe that was hard because I don't think the announcers expected it because it sounded like um, they were they were trying to say that he was bleeding but not say he was bleeding. They was like, yeah, he's um, he's you know um, oh, I forgot the phrase Corey Graves said he's worse to back, wear or something if, like if, that. If
1: you, if you go back into the second match, yeah, he got a big ass bottom on his head. Yeah, 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 I saw that. You got a that's that on head.
2: And so yeah, that's why I say I don't think that was planned because the announcers was like was, they were talking like because I know I think Court Gray said something like he was like worse for wear
0: or something like that. And I'm like, why don't you just say he's busted open? He's busted open. <laughs> it is what it is. Now, here it is. This is how they say it in Vince McMahon speak. He's emitting bodily fluids from his forehead. God damn it! Just say he bleed. Shit. I- I'm with you. Damn. Why don't you that say don't hospital work. instead of medical facility? I mean, it's it's a Vince McMahon thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, backstage, Grayson Waller told Adam Pearce that he wants the winner of tonight's match between Styles and Lashley to appear on the Grayson Waller Effect. Good Lord, please, another talk show segment. I know they did them in the 80s. I didn't like them then, and I don't like them now. Um, that's just an opinion of mine. Uh, next up in the ring, we've got Cameron Grimes versus Baron Corbin. Guess who won, y'all?
2: Cameron Grimes. Cameron
1: fucking Grimes. <laughs> hey, man.
0: Give, like re- give,
1: give him his release papers right now. Hey and let him go on by the spot. Check this list. out.
0: Check this out. And we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I legitimately feel bad for Baron Corbin. So
2: did I. They this are
0: jobbing the shit hey. out of this man.
2: Hey, they done made him save hey, his beard <laughs> and all that. I said, God. <laughs> You know what, man? He's just trying to
0: finish out the contract and get the hell on oh, Just let it go. Damn. Just let it go, man. Just oh, let it go. man. So, yeah, that's, I mean, folks, that's all we really got to say about that match. Um, <laughs> Hill Club is here. Not Corbin. LOL. Yep. Corbin. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, Hill Club. Uh, Next up, we have the best segment of the entire show. Um, Kurt talked about this in the pregame. I went back and watched it before we uh, we set up here and, and got going. And again, I agree. It's it excellent, excellent spot, excellent moment. I love the tension that is creating between not just uh, Jay now, but Jimmy too. Um, he was all on board with the bloodline. Now he's having some second thoughts, understandably so. Um, I love the little things that Paul Heyman does. Did y'all see that little round fucker with like hanging outside the ring? And then when uh, Roman said, Wise man, Mm explain it to him, he kind of waddled over Mm -hmm. and and like, (laughs) Please, (laughs) please, (laughs) can I I have the mic? Can I? I, Thank you.
1: That shit is beautiful. Yes, it's the little shit. (laughs) I saw
0: that and I'm like, Paul is a goddamn genius in that ring.
2: That's like watching a movie.
1: Because when when Roman went. When Roman, like, was funny and Paul, like, let me get the fuck out of here because some furniture might start moving and I don't want to be in, involved in any of that. <laughs> so he got out <laughs> of the yes. ring and, and I'm looking at his face like, man, you couldn't do that no better. Right. That was excellent. He, yeah. excellent.
0: He, just, he just waddled over like
1: a <laughs> duck. And then, and, then, and, then, and then, when he like, when, when, uh, when, Roman said, wise man speak, and he was like, okay, uh, wise man, if, I, if, may I, may I, and he stick his <laughs> hand down grabbed the mic, I said, man, this is excellent. Yes, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> yes, beautiful.
2: <laughs> this, this, shout out, to Paul Heyman, man. This yeah, was, just, was Lord wonderful. Jesus. I hope he stay around. For I hope he stay around for. A, I don't nobody live forever. But I hope he stay around for a long
0: time. Man, that man. that shit was wonderful. And, and oh man, and I realized that, that the writers, whoever, Vince, whatever, had him say this, but. Roman Reigns has come a long way since suffering succotash. Yeah. Um oh, I forgot all about that, dude. This was a beautiful delivery. He laughed when he needed to. He he frowned up when he needed to. He got serious. Roman's delivery in all of this was perfect. Um, the Usos. Their delivery was kind of off, but I did like the fact Jimmy laughing. He's like, "Oh, what? Do I make you laugh?" We shoot a commercial again. Uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> great, great segments. Um, yeah. You, did one of you have anything else to add today?
1: Um, Just, go,
2: no, ahead, go ahead, Kurt.
1: No, go ahead, Kurt. <laughs> no, I, no, I thought it was wonderful. And <clears throat> hey, I know it's all writing, but you got to get you got to take that off the Roman. Yes. He was executing this shit one thousand percent and he's hitting home run every goddamn time hold on hold on every time
0: Kurt hold on paul heyman
1: no and he deserved every bit of it just for that one moment <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> but that whole segment was wonder wonder go ahead brother. Um,
2: Roman Reigns, like every time Roman Reigns get, get, gets in and start checking folks, it's like your dad checking you, and it's like <laughs> you ain't got no choice but to just shut up and listen because <laughs> you're too scared to say anything to him. And at the end, I like the look on the, the, the I like the look of shock on the Usos' face, and they found out that they weren't gonna um have another opportunity that Roman and Solo yes. is gonna be in the tag team match. <laughs> I thought the looks on their face, especially uh Jimmy's. I thought the looks on their faces were priceless. I was like, what the
0: fuck? How did this
2: priceless. happen? I was I was rolling. I was like, man, I, I was you know what? I said like, that shit was perfect. And you know what? It's like, even though they're cousins, it's like, that's that's dead. It ain't, I, I ain't, whatever it is I got to say, I ain't even finna say it. I'm just gonna sit here and pout. <laughs> <laughs> and was, but that, man, that, that was some good shit. That, that, was, that, that was just some good shit. Anytime when... Somebody could get on the mic, and I could kind of put myself in the other people's shoes. Like I said, you know, Roman Rain sound like somebody' dad, they cousins, <laughs> but he sound like they, he's their dad, and I'm just like, man, that's just it, it was it was gold, gold. It was, and, and once again, uh, shout out to Paul Heyman. Oh man, he's the greatest Heyman. of all
0: time, man. And you gotta love the offer and seeker shout out. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love that. Um, I love that. Love that. Hill Club. Thank you for the likes. We appreciate that, man. Uh, backstage Bailey told Eo Sky not to put the blame on herself for losing the backlash she maybe pushed herself too hard and maybe she wasn't ready for that um yeah I see some tensions there uh, one thing I wanted to say last week that I forgot about um, we all three I think all three of us said that we didn't like the uh, the uh, damage control interference in the match between Eo Sky and uh, Bianca I would like to say I did like the outfit that Bailey was wearing. I just want to make that point. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to run. Next, uh, back, another backstage segment: uh, Joe King, Wild, and Cruz Del Toro. Uh, they were speaking in Spanish to each other. Usos accused them of laughing at them. Uh, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio showed up. Escobar said it's not their fault. Uh, their tribal chief doesn't love them anymore and laughed uh the usos walk off they could have I, I like what they're trying to do here but they could have done a better job um would you guys agree with that with with this little interaction between the usos and effectively the lwo
1: yeah i totally agree yeah, yeah. i said i said the same thing when i was watching like they could have been better with that. yeah
0: yeah a lot better all right Next up in the ring is WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, the champions, taking on Bayley and Dakota Kai. Uh, winners came out as uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Uh, still your champions. I, I I like Raquel Rodriguez. And in this specific role, I like Liv Morgan. Um, they fit together well. Uh, although I would like to see uh, some singles run with uh, Raquel Rodriguez. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I'm not mad with this, this tag team combination um, between Rodriguez and Morgan. Um, Brandon, what did you think about the match? Um, I'm with you. I like them. I think
2: they have chemistry in the ring. Um it scared me a little bit when uh, Raquel was using Liv Morgan as a battery <laughs> ram. I was like, man, <laughs> if you slip one time. It is over. <laughs> and damn Lil Morgan sitting over there laughing like she on the damn swing or something we yeah that's what it looks like <laughs> so I thought that was I, I, I personally thought that was kind of funny but, um, but yeah man I like them as a tag team I like that you know they you know have matching outfits and everything to make them look like a legitimate tag team I hope that they have a longer run because I do think that they do have chemistry in the ring um, they just need some viable opponents. Uh, opponents, and pretty much, I feel like we're wait, they're doing the waiting game for uh, Rousey and um, Shayna Baszler to come and, and do their thing. If that ever happens, uh, I think that we're seeing cracks in the damage control. I think that EO is going to be the first one that's going to break away. I think that's that's where they're going because I think EO would be better as a single than a tag team wrestler because Shine really not on her like that. So, but overall, I, I like the match. You know, it was it was good for what it was.
0: Agreed, agreed. Uh, Kurt, what did you think about the match?
1: I thought the match was good. And I also, I also like, um, Liv Morgan and Rodriguez as a team, but I, I would love to see Rodriguez get a push as a single wrestler yeah. more than a tag team wrestler. Um, and I do see, uh, Shane the and, um, Rhonda going against, get the title. So we'll see how that add
2: yeah. I think, I think Ra- uh, Raquel Rodriguez time is coming and I want to yeah, read this yeah, comment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I want to read this uh, comment that Hill Club just sent. Shout out to Hill Club. I see. I was more. He said he was more interested when they showed the NXT Women Tag Champs watching, and I yeah yeah I forgot all about that part. But yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, hmm, that's a pleasant surprise. And I would like. I mm, I wonder if they're gonna. Uh, I wonder when they're gonna put those put those uh, ladies in the ring, and let them see what they can do. So,
0: yeah, I got a feeling we'll see soon. Uh, yeah, because I, 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 they were watching. I think that's gonna happen Alright next we have another Another backstage segment With Purdy Deadly uh, <laughs> Making fun of the Brawling Brutes and Like that's that's all it was That's it there's nothing after that um, So I don't even understand The point of all of that um, Next up we've got The Bianca Belair Championship Celebration Why? I don't know Just for the hell of it Um well, because she was in our hometown, Knoxville. That. Ah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Good, good call. I forgot about that. Good call. Yeah. Uh, Oscar came down and Blue Mist in Belair's eyes. Um, I like Oscar. I definitely like Bianca Belair. I don't know how I feel feel about seeing another match so soon between these two again. Um, but then again, right now, who you gonna put Bianca Belair up against? Maybe outside of Charlotte.
2: Right. Um, so. I did like how Bianca Belair sold the miss. I ain't seen nobody sell miss like that in a long time. Yeah, I hated
1: that.
2: That was almost that was almost like some great mood of miss right there. So, I, yeah, okay. I hate, I,
1: I hate it. <laughs> I, I think she she oversold that, oversold. It. I, I I hated that part.
0: Hated. Mm. Hmm. Dissension in the
1: bloodline.
2: Ain't no dissension, <laughs> man. We're gonna
0: do, <laughs> we gonna do it on that. One. Leave, leave
2: it. No, I ain't gonna say that. Never mind. But no, we just, we just, we just, we just have
0: our own. I,
2: no. I like
1: that he didn't. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I like, I like, I like when she sold it in the rain. But once they got backstage, I thought that was just too much. It was overkill.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Yeah. I, could, I I would agree. I would actually agree with that. i was like, okay. I get back. Okay. All right. Yeah, we I, I we go just overkill. pour the water in the eyes and, and you it'll yeah. be okay.
0: We go from we go, from, we go from Cody not selling long term effects to Bianca overselling short term effects. Yeah,
1: that was just too long Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> I liked it when yeah, my, I liked it when it initially happened because you know
2: because I don't know if any of y'all have been pepper sprayed, but let's.
1: No, thank no. Thank God
2: no. Thank no, God, ooh, no. Kurt. I don't know. I don't know if you coming to the thing tonight, but if you do, I got a story for you about, about <laughs> pepper spray. So remind me of it. I ain't gonna say <laughs> it on air. I hell? got a story. I'm not gonna say it on air. <laughs> but I got a
0: story. Anyway. Oh okay. uh, uh, but,
2: but we'll talk off air.
0: I, I will okay. I will say this. Uh back in the eighties, my mom used to carry uh uh mace. Um in a little pouch connected to her, her pocketbook. And I was fine. I didn't know what it like was. I didn't know what it was fucking around with it when they I sprayed myself in the face with mace. Really? Yes. So I have I had mace in my face. Face. in my face. You know yeah, what? You know what?
2: Screw it. No, you ain't gotta take, now now I'm gonna give you the short version of the story because I got a <laughs> feeling as soon as we get off this call, I'm gonna forget. But there was a family member who was playing around. <laughs> With his mother's mace, <laughs> and we see, we all sitting, we all sitting, just watching, laughing. Next thing you know, kss, <laughs> that's that's kind of what happened. And to we, me. so we sitting, so we we all sitting there in shock. We ain't know what to do. We was young. We ain't know what to do. He just rolling around on the floor like he on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so Kurt, when we got in the car I will tell you who it was. Okay,
0: <laughs> just take
2: a wild kiss, <laughs> but was it wasn't me. Up. But, man, right. man, man, that was, the I tell you, that was the most hilarious shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we had to call somebody, like, okay, what do you do for somebody who just got sprayed with face? <laughs> oh,
0: man. Next up in so, the ring, we've got the World Championship semifinal. Sem- Why did I say it like that? World Championship semifinal <laughs> tournament match between AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. Uh, AJ Styles wins the match. Um... I like that, but I don't like that. I like it because I think AJ Styles needs to be in the championship picture. I don't like it because last week loses and he needs to be in the championship picture. Wait a minute, hold on,
2: Roy. Did we go I... over the first triple threat? Yeah. You sure? We need both of them.
0: Uh, let me back up here. We did. Hold on. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Well, AJ Edge and the Rey Mysterio? No. How did I miss that? Good call. How, where, how did I miss that?
2: Well, yeah, we we already spoiled it anyway. We
1: didn't need to fuck AJ, up.
2: AJ one. AJ <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I don't even. AJ AJ and Seth Rollins for the title. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird here because
0: you know why I skipped because I'm looking. I'm not going by you know memory. I'm looking at the report here, and for some reason in this report they don't even have it listed.
2: Wow. So
0: I skipped right over that it because happened, of that. that. But yeah,
2: that match opened the show. But, but wow.
0: Yeah, because yeah, let me go back up here to the top and see if I just absolutely miss it. That's completely possible. Uh, Roman Reigns returns, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I did. No. I mean, that's the Austin Theory match. Um, yes, you, I did miss it. Right? I did miss it. Here's why I missed okay. it it's up here with the announcements for the show, not in the match card. But um, Edge versus Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. Uh, you know, I kind of ruined it already, but AJ won. In that match, I agree that the person went over. Okay, match again, another three man match, so not much to say there. Do either one of you want to add anything to that? No. <laughs> nope. It'd been better. That match probably would have been.
2: It would have been a uh, definitely a pay per view match back sometime in the mid two thousands.
0: Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. Uh, Could have had. Could have been a no pun intended phenomenal match. Absolutely. At, at that point. It um, still put on a good match in my opinion. But yeah. I think it would no, have yeah. been a lot better I, about, I, I, about I, 15 I years ago.
1: Was, yeah, I thought it was good.
0: Yeah. So uh the uh the the semifinals uh comes down to uh AJ and Bobby. AJ wins. We now know that it's AJ versus Seth for the World Championship. And first of all, um before we get into the, the convoluted mess, um Kurt, what did you think about this match between uh, AJ and Bobby Lashley?
1: I thought it was okay. I wasn't a, just you no know, huge fan of it, but, you no, know, it was what it was. All right.
0: Now, what do you think about what I said With I like who won because AJ needs to be, and I think needs to be in the championship picture, but I also hate it because Bobby needs to as well.
1: I, I see where you go with that, and I kind of agree, but I also agree with what Brandon said late earlier. To where, if Cody would have, I don't know how you said it, but if Cody would have been kind of like, okay, if the, if the, whoever wins, he he could he he whoever wins the actual championship, he gets first shot at. I think that would have been better suited for where we want to go.
0: Okay. Because
1: because right. they have screwed Cody twice now.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, Brandon, what did you think about this match, and what did you think about my comment about uh, both AJ and Bobby? Um,
2: I, I thought it was a good match, and great that they alluded to Bobby being busted open this time, as they should have, because it didn't take him long to start back bleeding again, anyway. <laughs> so, um, but then consider, you know, considering the circumstances, of course, you know, it's like a real fight game. I've asked you, can't, fast, you know, how you gonna seal that up? That was that was a big gauge. He ain't had a knot on his head. So um, I thought it was a good match. The right guy went over. I would have liked to see Bobby. right guy I- went I- over. I what? Wait, I said the right guy. <laughs> R, not W. <laughs> <laughs> but the right guy went over, and you he- <laughs> throw me off track, man. I was on the wrong. Anyway, the right guy went over, and um, with a an R. R, and um, I, you know, I would have liked to see Bobby in the championship match. And I think that he deserves another run at it, but then again, I don't know if I want I would want to see Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. But then okay, again, yeah, that's I think Seth Rollins and AJ Styles is the better match. I kind of I just have a feeling of who's going to go over because it's supposed to be on the Raw brand. And I mentioned yesterday when we went the pregame, I said it would be interesting if the SmackDown wrestler ends up going over
1: because then what are you going to do? Okay. okay, so I'm glad I'm glad you said that because we want to get into that exactly. A right. beautiful way to end that without even knowing it, Brandon.
0: Great way to segue into this convoluted, forgive my language, motherfucking mess that we have on our hands. Um, we played the clip at the beginning of the WWE show reviews of Triple H saying that the tournament kicked off on Raw and would be on both Raw and SmackDown. Featuring wrestlers from both Raw and SmackDown, which totally negates the entire reason for that title. Um, So I'm thoroughly confused. What was the point in the draft? What's the point in creating a new title? Um, And I actually think that
1: they're going to put that title on AJ. I do, too. Um, I do, too.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Kirk.
1: No, I, I agree. I I I agree with the same thing and other things that I thought about. I so I'm looking and I'm reading and for whatever reason I think they're gonna leave Rhea Ripley as the uh, what championship does she have right now? Smackdown? Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna lead a SmackDown title on her and she but she's on Raw. So let's let's look at that logic. Bianca is a Raw champion, but she's on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna have them switch titles. I think they're gonna leave the way it is now. So let's figure that logic out. But I do think they're gonna have AJ go over as the champion.
0: And then, um, Hill Club just said something that was in my thoughts. Uh He noticed how Roman kept looking at the uh, the new world title as well. Um, yeah. so that's one of the reasons I think they're going to put that belt on AJ. And now we're going to have a situation where Roman has all three belts. So, it, it, well, before I even get into that, Brandon, what, what, what do you think about this? this?
1: So I don't think they're going to let Roman beat AJ. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think. My opinion. And, it, and, and
0: it may not, but I definitely think they're going to put that belt on AJ.
1: I do. I, I, I definitely agree
0: with that. I do. Um, but Brandon, what do you think about this this mess? Uh you and I kinda talked about it before Kurt, Kurt joined the pregame yesterday. Um you said that you think that they've painted themselves into a corner and are trying the best way they know how to get out of it without getting painted yep. everywhere.
2: Yep. That's exactly what I think. I think that they I think that they booked themselves into a corner and they realize on the raw roster that they don't have as many heavy hitters as maybe SmackDown does. And so they said, okay, we got to get as many, um, we got to get as many heavy hitters in this tournament as we can. And then so they had to go and, um, they had to go and, uh, pull from the SmackDown, um, crew. I think what would have been better is if they would have held that draft off until maybe June, like somewhere maybe around the NBA draft or something like that, and just had the tournament before. And then, you know, whoever wins the championship would have been a championship for Raw, but then you would have still had the rosters together. To me, that would have made more sense, but I just yeah. But overall, I just think they booked themselves into a corner. They just realized like, well, damn? He, both of these shows don't have as many we don't have as many heavy hitters. We got to get all the heavy hitters on here." So, but I still think on. I mean, I, to be honest, I, if they kept it exclusive to Raw, like you know, you guys like you know we talked about earlier, Chad Gable, uh, 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 uh dang, drawing a blank, uh, Dexter Loomis and and and. And some of those other guys, even though Mustafa Ali or whatever, you know, you could have put them in the tournament as well, and just let them go out there and let's see what we got. Yeah. They ain't have to win, but let's give, just give them an opportunity. Absolutely, it was only what it was only with six men per brand or something yeah. like that. It was only six men per brand anyway. So just give them an opportunity. Let it be exclusive to Raw. That would have made it more special. Why you got to go? Or maybe maybe Fox called and was like, "Hey, we got to get some of these guys on the uh, in the tournament too." Who knows? I don't know. But it just didn't, when I saw it, I'm like, Raw and SmackDown. So I'm like, you're going to have guys going from Raw to SmackDown or the thing where they had SmackDown superstars in there. I didn't, I, I just don't agree with it. But I'm like, y'all, it looked like to me, y'all backed yourselves into a corner. You had to do what you had to do.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is an an absolute mess to me. Um, Because everything that the draft was supposed to do and or represent has been completely negated with this. Um, the whole reason for that title was so that Raw would have a champion and SmackDown would have a champion. Now, we can get into the second-tier titles type shit at some other point, but it, it, you wasted... What did I say? You wasted two weeks and three shows to do this draft shit. Uh, you, you introduced a new title as Raw exclusive, but yet you... Include SmackDown wrestlers, who were supposed to be exclusive to SmackDown, to compete for a title that's supposed to be exclusive to Raw. So if if what I was, I think is going to happen happens, <laughs> are they going to are they going to switch AJ over to Raw? Well then you break up the OC that you just put back together and whatever feud they had going on with Judgment Day.
1: It's just, yep. it's a mess. I think, I think it was too much thinking when they were doing this and they overthought this whole thing. Because this is a night, this is a fucking nightmare, right?
0: Yes. And, yep.
1: and this is a nightmare. Here's the funny thing, I, and
0: I mean this sincerely. I wonder if Triple H is sitting back just going, why can he just stay away? Why couldn't he just stay at home and roll around in those billions of dollars instead of coming back and fucking up everything that I've tried to set in motion?
1: Yeah, this is a nightmare. This is it's a nightmare and it don't make any sense. None none of it. None at all. Mm-hmm. None. I mean, there's
0: there's none. no there's no logical way that you can explain this. No. It it just I I don't I mean <laughs> we talk about AEW not making sense week to week. Um, this is AEW level type shit. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it and yeah.
0: and this this is just a bad look in my opinion. This is just a bad look for WWE. You got fans invested, and, and maybe I'm overselling it, but you got fans invested in a particular thing and then you just balled it up and threw it in the trash. Yeah. For what reason? You don't even get a good reason for it. Eh, just cuz they over-overthinking. Overthink. I just so yeah, I I think it is who shit. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Uh uh Kurt, can you give us a salute here with this one cuz this is what this deserves. This right? That's exactly what this shit deserves. Um, I, I think there is something to what Brandon said um, with Raw having uh, stacked, or uh, SmackDown, rather, having a stacked deck. Um, but you were in, it's not like this was a real draft, right? It's not like you didn't know who was going where and, and all that. You knew this weeks in advance. Yeah and now you're like oh shit we stacked the deck too much so let's just uh let's mix this up a little bit i yeah
1: and i and i don't even think that's the case i think they knew like we they all they knew but i don't think any of them paid attention to it and we're like okay we fucked up yep <laughs> that's an understatement basically yeah it's it's just
0: now, I, like I say, I, I I just imagine Triple H while he's making that announcement. is just like I hate being the fucking mouthpiece for these decisions this old codger makes.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: this night 19- so we got two.
1: We got two weeks from today until um, Night Champions. See, what, see what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll we'll figure yeah. it
0: out by the or we'll see something. We'll see something figured out by then. We don't know what the hell is going to be. All right, yeah. so folks, we're we're not gonna hey, just... wait. a minute, hold on, Ron. I
2: got one more coming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would have liked it better if they would have held off the finals until the main event of next week before they went on to the pay per view. They could have either did it on Raw, or just could have did it on SmackDown, or on Fox, and I think that would have made it a little bit bigger. So that's just my only, that was just my only thing, you know, just to kind of stretch it out, because what you're going to do for two weeks? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that just my, that, that, that was it. That's the only thing I had to say.
0: Yeah, I just, um, yeah, it's, it's just, as the title says what a fucking mess um we're not going to we're not going to go over the entire AEW show because uh, quite frankly i don't think it's worth it um no. i just yeah i just don't think it's worth it <laughs> so we're going to talk about this uh this crazy ridiculous if i can get to it uh cage match that we saw that made little to no sense whatsoever um and Brandon, i i didn't kind of i didn't kind of get it when you first said it. You said you hate that cage of AEW. I do. I and and when I went back and rewatched it before we, you know, again before we went live today to kind of see what you were talking about or to see if I could understand what you, I see it now. Had you not said it, that glass ceiling would not have been broke for me, or at least I think mm-hmm. I see it. The four posts on the outside and the fact that that cage. Goes all the way to the ground with no space between the ring apron and the floor. Yep. Okay. It, it looked like a toy. It, it looked like one of those. You now you buy a toy <laughs> ring,
2: and then it come with a cage. I had one of those back in the day, and they. But even that cage, it went. It fit around the ring like a puzzle, like a cage is supposed to fit. Yeah. I'm like, do you really need those big ass columns and all that? No. <laughs> Why not just have a regular cage? Now, cause that look like if somebody get, if somebody gets on the wrong side of that cage or slip, that could hurt somebody. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it look, and for me, the cage is too damn high. It don't need to be that, it don't need to be, unless oh, it's hell in a cell or something, it don't need to be that, it don't need to be that high. It just—I don't know—I feel like they did that for TV and all that, but that's the worst looking
0: cage I've ever seen. I wish—I wish they would have put the the original War Games cage around that ring where they had like two feet of space above it. Oh, that would have been fun. <laughs> um, that's not
2: going to happen, but that would have been fun.
0: But in in this match, you had Kenny Omega uh, and John Moxley uh, going toe to toe. With the usual It's the same match It never changes um, And what I mean by that Not necessarily them facing each other I mean them facing anybody they face um, I I think I've stated it before But just in case I haven't And just in case we have any new listeners to the show The One Wing Fairy Is the dumbest fucking finisher That I've ever seen in my life People used to say that The, the people's elbow was the dumbest finish, Or dumbest move in wrestling I submit to you the one wing fairy. This means that the man that you're giving this move to has to cooperate and sit on your shoulders until you get them into position. So, um, yeah, I don't get it. Folks, I just got a notice that each live stream session is limited to 120 minutes. This session will end in two minutes. This is a perfect time to end and come back and talk about the, uh, the cage match, because I think we're going to go in depth on this. So, uh, Hill Club, we're going to take, uh, what do you say, guys, about a five 5 or ten minute break? Which which you want to do?
2: We'll get All 10. All right. Yeah, I'm hungry. All
0: <laughs> right. It's, t- it's 12 o'clock, so that works out perfectly. Hill Club, we yeah. will be right back uh, at 1210 for round two of this discussion and to wrap up the show. So, folks, stick around. We will be back for round two.
1: Once again it's home
0: baby. We are back for round two of this fight. And we want to thank you guys for joining us. Waiting on the cohorts to join us as well, Kurt and Brandon, for uh our discussion of this um little lackluster cage match that happened in AEW uh this past week on Dynamite. Uh Kurt has joined us working uh, working. <laughs> we're working on Brandon right now. Uh, we're waiting on Brandon, and uh, hopefully, uh, Hill Club will join us. Uh, I definitely love the uh, the interaction and the feedback from Hill Club.
2: Welcome back, Kurt. Sorry about that. How you doing?
0: <laughs> good, man. Good. Oh man, I just hate that once this is over. Start. I said I was going to start another load of laundry and then uh, take a nap but i forgot i got to do some work so once we wrap up here i'll be starting some laundry and starting my job
1: <laughs> oh on saturday
0: yeah it's uh it's because we have stuff that that gets uh gets brought into our la terminal on uh on friday and because of the time difference it can't be and we don't work uh past a certain time um we can't uh we can't update it on Friday, so um, I get on on Saturday and update it. I mean, the whole that whole thing. Depending on how many shipments we have, I had I had a total like thirty-six units picked up yesterday, but it's only I think three or four shipments, so it shouldn't take me that long. But it's all you get paid for that. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Okay, ain't doing it for free.
1: I'm just wondering. (laughs) Oh man! So
0: let me reach out to brandon real quick make sure he got the he might have got
1: confused about because there was a i i clicked on the old link and i just saw the new one so he might have got ah confused gotcha
0: let's see give me one second here i'm on let's see <clears throat> share this with mr brandon oh man
1: oh there, right, he, there he is there you go
0: what up brandon
2: That was the quickest ten minutes. Man, wasn't it though?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I I looked. I I I ended the first half and then went and done a couple of things. Came back and saw it was twelve oh nine. I'm like, where the hell did nine minutes go? Mm Mm-hmm. right (laughs) back. So, folks, we are back with uh, the second half of this show, uh, talking about the not so rage in the cage that took place this weekend or this uh, Wednesday, rather on AEW Dynamite between Jon Moxley and Kenny Omega. Um, If you didn't catch the first half, first of all, shame on you. Stop listening now. Go back and listen to the first part. Um, (laughs) But this cage match was was a cluster, to say the least. And um, I don't think any of the three of us liked it, not just because it wasn't a very good match, but just everything that went on with it. Um, first and foremost, uh, for me, a cage match between Moxley and Omega uh, didn't tickle my fancy at all. Um, I, I'm not a fan of either gentleman. Um, respect to them, They're doing it. I'm not. But I'm, uh, Moxley, Moxley is arguably the worst best wrestler in the world, if that makes sense. The reason I say it, a lot of people consider him a very good wrestler. I don't. So he is the worst best wrestler in the world. Um, Omega uh, outside of a brief moment where I thought the match that last match he had with Okada uh, being a great match. And then I got some some sense slapped into me. I went back and watched it and it wasn't. um, But I've never been a fan of Omega. Um, I don't see the hype surrounding this man and nobody has ever been able to explain it to me. So this this cage match was not intriguing to me at all. How about you, Kurt?
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> this Brandon? was like one of the worst oh. matches I've seen in a long time. Long
0: and, that, and that's with that said, <laughs> Kurt. I listened to. I, I guess it was a, a replay of an episode of what happened when this week they reviewed the 1999 pay per view Heroes of Wrestling. I'm gonna oh. go
1: back and watch that. Oh. oh, oh. So, So, hold on. So, listen. Listen. Okay. So, I I know I'm not going to be on here next weekend, but we need to talk about that on one of these shows on on, on that topic. I got a better idea. Go ahead, but we need to to address that. I got a better idea.
0: If we can find the full pay-per-view on YouTube, let's watch it live and discuss it as we're watching it. Sounds good to me. Sounds right, good to cool. me. We'll we'll talk offline about that. Um but the whole reason I brought that up is because you said this was one of the worst matches you've seen in a long time. That's saying something when you had a shit show like Heroes of Wrestling 1999. Um I remember watching that pay-per-view uh in Fairburn, Georgia, at the very first home I ever lived in outside of my <laughs> parents' home. Um and I was hyped Guy, I was like, man, I'm going to get to see some of the stars. I knew they were older. I knew they were a little bit bigger. Um, I knew they weren't as in shape, but I did not expect what I got.
1: So you actually watched the watched the live event? Yes. I paid the 1995 or oh, whatever it was. So we definitely got to talk about that. Oh, we yes. We definitely got to talk about that.
0: I, I could not. <laughs> but when, when I saw Jake doing what Jake did... I, I was lo- I was at a loss for words because in ninety nine I was what twenty three twenty four. I, I I was at a loss for words when I saw Jake doing what he was doing. Um, but getting back to this match, um, I agree it was not a very good match, and I think that's specifically because of the two people involved. Um, that and the lack of follow through on booking with Tony Khan and AEW. Um, Brandon, what did you think about this match? Um, I didn't like it aside from the cage that I hate so much. I didn't
2: like it. Um, I thought for a cage match it was just too much going on. Um, I've never seen a cage match where they broke the ring ropes and all that other shit. I didn't think it was necessary. The you know, the you know, use of weapons and stuff like that, cool, but just it was just overkill for me Mm -hmm. and um. I didn't like the ending because I'm like, what the hell he do that for? When can we go ahead and say what the, ending, what the uh, how the match ended? Go ahead. So basically, Doug Callis turned on um, the former Cyrus, the Virus in ECW. Um, he turned on Kenny Omega using a screwdriver, stabbing right in the head. And so, and thankfully, at the end, you know, he you know opened him up. I don't know if it was, it was legit or he bladed himself, but he opened him up. Excuse me, you know, to show the wounds. So, all right, cool. But I don't understand why Don Callis would turn on him. And I, I, I think I mentioned this before in the pregame. I was like, the announcers treated that like I don't know if y'all remember when Paul Bear turned on the Undertaker.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it's like they were trying to, you know, it's like oh they've been friends for decades and da 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 da. Like, man, I think me and Kenny Omega probably around the same age. You might be a little older than me, but we were around the same age. So, he ain't got for three decades. So, how long have they been friends, actually? <laughs> and how long has he been managing Kenny Omega? Paul Bear managed The Undertaker for like five or six years before he turned on him. So, that was a relationship that the fans had invested in. Because you didn't see The Undertaker without Paul Bear. Yep. That was just – that that you know, seeing The Undertaker without Paul Bear was just weird. And so, I could see why when Paul Bear turned on The Undertaker – it was a big deal. It was a big-ass deal. But this, they were playing this up like it was just the biggest deal in the world. Oh, he turned on, like, we I not seen this man with him that long, what, a year? So, you know, but, hey, you know, it, it, it was it was what it was. It was a cage match, all right, and with the controversial ending and everything, but that it wasn't the do. best cage match I've ever seen.
1: It wasn't be. the worst,
2: but it wasn't the best cage match I've ever seen, so.
0: Yeah, I, I just, uh, terrible. Yeah, um, and and one of the announcers—I I hope it wasn't Tony Schiavone—but one of those announcers, it, it had to be Excalibur or, or or Tony because I think I would have noticed Taz's voice if he had said it. But one of the announcers said that he 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 basically turned on his son, and I think
1: that was I think that was like Excalibur, and I just. <laughs> I'm like, like, shut up. There, there's what,
0: there been no. Shut up. What are you about? Like, they 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 wanted a swerve for the sake of a swerve. Um, I'm I'm sure on Wednesday we'll we'll hear from Callis, or maybe we won't. Who knows? There's a lack of follow up in AEW, but uh, it it definitely came out of nowhere. Um, and uh, talking about. Uh, you don't uh uh Omega blading himself. Um did y'all notice how long it took from the stab till you actually saw blood on Kenny's face? Yeah it about even, five minutes. Yeah, and even yeah. then it looked like, you know, I cut my hand in the kitchen and just needed to put yeah. a band on it.
1: It's just like when he broke the glass on the on the on the in the ring and you throw him on it and nothing happened. Like, what the fuck you do that for?
0: Okay, that spot specifically, I am glad you brought that up. I lost my shit on that spot because... I did too, like, because what, what the fuck are you doing? Moxley was supposed to take a back bump. He didn't even land on his back. He landed on no. his ass. And it, it was just a terrible, terrible match, man. And this is no no slight or no shot at Mick Foley. But since Hell in a, Hell in a Cell... With with Foley and Taker, every fucking cage match has to have something like like what happened Wednesday night happened. Somebody has to go through the cage. Um uh, somebody's gotta make some sort of dramatic fall off of the cage, the side of the cage, something. We can't just have a cage match anymore. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's the negative aspect of what happened with Foley, but that wasn't even his fault. He didn't even mean to do that. No. Mm-hmm but you know the whole thing with with Moxley going through the side of the cage um and the awkward way that they had to get into the cage because as Brandon pointed out the way that stupid ass cage is built there's a there's a there's a panel right there this this um this level with the ring apron and then another level of chain link below that if the folks were smart they would have at least taken that down a couple of you know, say a a foot or two, maybe to allow people to easily get into back into the ring. If this is what they had planned. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sick to death of the screwdriver shit. Um, it's never been explained why, um, a screwdriver was needed or has been introduced into this feud. And the whole purpose behind the Blackpool combat club makes no sense. We beat you None. up. We stab None. you. None. Yo. Yes? Hello? I mean we are. Okay. I thought somebody said Ron, Ron.
1: No, 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 no. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry about that folks. Um but the whole concept behind what the bullet or oh, goddamn. The Blackpool combat combat club are doing makes no sense you're stabbing people with screwdrivers you're attacking people backstage you're using pliers on people you're doing all this stuff because you want people to be better than you it makes zero sense none whatsoever are they heels or are they baby faces because the actions that they're doing would show that they are heels but the reason behind it says they're baby faces. They're not what, uh, I don't know if anybody out there has, has ever heard this term, but if you follow wrestling for any, any length of time, uh, I think you do know it. They're not tweeners, um, which is in between heel and face, kind of like the outsiders were in WCW. But just, and it's like John Moxley feels like he's got to go out each and every time and show just how fucking tough he is. Um it was just a bad match, Kurt. It was a bad, bad
1: match. Absolutely. He needs to really be off TV for a while. Yes. He um, needs to be off TV for a while because I'm I'm sick of seeing him.
0: I, I don't sick like of. I don't like his promos. I don't like his matches. Nope. I, I mean, I, I'll even go back. I didn't see very much of him in NXT, admittedly. But when they came up as the SHIELD together um, because that was that was right before I really started watching NXT. I think at that time it was even Florida Championship Wrestling. It wasn't even NXT. Nope.
2: It was NXT. It, okay. They just turned it into NXT.
0: Okay, I couldn't remember. Thank you, but I didn't see a whole lot of the three of them in in NXT at that time. But when they came up as the Shield, he was at, without a doubt my least favorite one of the of the crew. Um, I hate the way he 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 paces in the ring um, I just I don't like John Moxley and as, mu- as much as I don't like John Moxley I don't like Kenny Omega either and I realize I'm biased but this was just bad um, Brandon wouldn't you think stabbing somebody in the head with a, uh, with a screwdriver would um, immediately cause I don't know maybe some EMTs to come out uh, some police to come out some security at the very least. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you, you lost the in, words.
2: <laughs> in the world that we live in today? Immediately? No. Honestly. Unless it was, you know, it was one of those like it was they really they took the damn screwdriver and jabbed it so far in their head that the actual meat or the skull is holding the screwdriver in place. And sure. I can see that, but if you go and just and it's just based on things that I've seen. You go and um, you you go and and you know, put a screwdriver in somebody's head. You'd be lucky if the cops get called. Sometimes depends on what the situation is. Some people <laughs> just go and patch it up and go on about their life or whatever. The fuck. So.
0: <laughs> and I know I know people um that that know, especially Kurt and I. Um, Brandon is an old school wrestling fan as well, um despite not having grown up in that era. Uh, but I know some people are going to throw with us that well, what about Abdullah the Butcher? Okay, let's yeah. com- let's compare for just a moment. When Abby used the fork, Abby never, as far as I remember, never held the handle of the fork and, and acted like he stabbed somebody in the head. He would hold the fork almost right there where the handle meets the fork part and kind of gig it in their head that way. Um but it, it, that's even a whole different thing because from the beginning, I shouldn't say from the beginning, but later on in his career, that was his entire gimmick. So it made sense that you would see Abdullah the Butcher do some crazy shit like that because that was his gimmick. It made sense. A whole other person, it made sense to see New Jack do some of the things that he did because that was part of his gimmick. Now, <laughs> He went above and beyond a couple of times. You sure did? Oh, no. He, he stabbed somebody. He, his ass went to jail. Oh, shit. So um, I, I that, don't that's see, another
2: story for another day.
0: I don't see yeah. how he didn't go to jail for the one with Vic Grimes. Mass transit... Uh, not that I agree with how he handled that situation at all, but I kind of mm-hmm. see it. Vic Grimes, like he admitted he was trying to kill Vic Grimes. Well, you know what <laughs> Vic did for that even. Yeah, I, I agree. I watched that pay per view too. i seen that happen when Vic did that yeah. to him. I didn't see the one where he threw Vic, but I did see the one where he tried to belly to belly New Jack off of that scaffold. Vic, yeah. The whole thing. Because Vic, 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 Vic got scared and was yeah. like, I don't want to do it. He said, one, two, three.
2: Minute. Yeah, he said, one, two, three. Ugh, so I was away. And Wee-wee-wee. I'm surprised New Jack survived it because Vic grinded. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know who Vic Grimes is, Vic Grimes is this wrestler in ECW, and he had to be about 350, 400 pounds. At least. And so they were, the spot was, um, they were on, New, New Jack was known to finding the tallest point in the building and jumping off of it and putting somebody through a tape. So they had a spot, and, you know, Vic agreed to do the spot, and then at the last minute, when they got up there and he realized how high it was, Vic was like, Jack, I don't want to do it. And he was like, Jack was like, no, we're going to do it. And Vic was like, no, I don't want to do it. And this New Jack just said, all right, three, two, one. And then they went off. And then, (laughs) you know, Vic Grimes didn't. Vic Grimes' big ass landed right on New Jack's head and crushed the skull, basically, putting New Jack out of action for however long that was. And so later on, some years later, they had um, like a rematch. It wasn't really a rematch, but a return match, and it was a scaffold match. A scaffold match is when they have this big, Know those big scaffolds when you see people building buildings and renovating stuff that's the construction workers stand on. So they had this big scaffold in the ring with all these tables to break the wrestlers (laughs) fall. And New Jack legitimately threw uh, Dick Grimes off the damn scaffold. You're skipping over something. Throw him outside of the ring, but you're skipping over something. What before, I, what I mean.
0: before he did that, he hit him with a with a with a oh um, with a taser.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so he, he legitimately tased the man. He was trying to <laughs> he
0: was trying to cook him.
2: He hit him the with the taser and then he hit him
0: with the taser
2: and then legitimately
0: <laughs> Legitimately tried to throw him onto the concrete floor. Yeah, and had and Vic missed. Grimes Yeah, had Vic has been maybe a a couple of inches to the if I remember right to the right. Yeah. He would have he he wouldn't have hit the floor, but he would have hit those ropes, and everything probably would have broke.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, he did. He part of his leg, yeah, hit the rope, and he broke his ankle. Now, and the table helped help break his fall because Jack didn't through. I think it had something to do with Big Grimes being that heavy too, so gravity worked in his favor. Because if he was a smaller man, New Jack would have <laughs> threw him clean off of that damn scaffold straight to the floor. We would have seen a him. homicide. You've seen a 20. homicide on rest, on
0: live wrestling and, television, and, and, and Jack Jack that would have. And, and Jack tried to the business, brag that, that he had justifiable homicides on his arm. Yeah. But the whole reason I bring that up is I, I didn't like every aspect of New Jack's gimmick. I didn't like every aspect of Abdullah the Butcher's gimmick. But that was their gimmick. Right. You, you expected that coming from them. And even when the horsemen may have brought out a weapon, it was a baseball bat. And it fit within what they were doing when they attacked Dusty in the parking lot. First and foremost, there was a long history between those two, or between the faction and Dusty. So it made sense for it to happen, first and foremost. But then they broke his arm with the bat, and they played it up. They didn't stab the man in the head with the screwdriver, and the screwdriver didn't break skin or whatever. These types of things, to me, are what make AEW look so Bush League. So it blows my mind... When I hear Kurt read facts and figures from ticket sales, uh, uh, TV deals and all this shit, the money they're making and to me, the shit product they're putting out. It just blows my mind. Um, I think the fans in the UK
2: don't really care about the quality of the product. It's just the fact that they, the AEW is coming. Now AEW is going to have to knock this show out of the park because if they don't, they try to run another UK show and UK and UK fans are some of the best wrestling fans in the world. In my opinion, they, they support professional wrestling a lot. But if they don't rock that show out of the park, man, you know, they, they, you know, they might not do as well the next time they come around. They might not be able to sell out a stadium. They might have to um, go to a little arena or something. So they're really going to have to, um, really put some, if they're going to, when they, hopefully they're starting to put this show together now. And there's really got to be some continuity as far as, you know, the storylines go. So that way, when the matches come, you know, everything means something.
0: Yeah. 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 Now, there, and and with this cage match, there was a lot of shit going on that had nothing to do with the match. Why is it every time the Young Bucks come out to save somebody or whatever, they hit the super kick? Does, does nobody else pay attention that this shit happens all the time? It's plenty of or Wheeler not smart enough to say, "Hey, here comes the Bucks. It's going to be a superkick. Let me step out of the way." These dumbasses even slap their thighs wearing jeans and shorts on the outside of the ring when giving the, the the super kicks. I, I, I in case y'all didn't know, I don't like the Bucks either. Um, and it, it was just a lot of shit going on um, from them throwing. Wheeler Yuta off of the stage. Um, at least this time there wasn't a crash pad that made it look phony, and and Yuta <laughs> Yuda was able to take a safe bump. Um, and then from Daniel Bryan, uh, uh, Bryan Danielson standing up, he didn't even get involved.
1: Yeah, I'm just tired of them wrestling each other. Period. Yes. They never need to wrestle each other again. Never yes. in fucking life. Never.
0: Absolutely. I'm just sick of- I'm Hill Club, kidding. you don't like Hangman Page either. Uh, uh, Hill Club, no. Um, Hell. now, I will say this. I tried to be fair at the beginning. I'd heard the name before, and I think I saw just a handful of matches with him. Um, some of them were pretty decent, okay. Um, but then I saw some of the dumb ones that he was involved in. And he's not the only one. Um, you know, I, I like, uh, Thomas Ciampa. But he was involved in a thumb up the ass conga line spot in PWG, I think it was. Um but yeah, so he's not the only one. But no, I, I'm not a big fan of uh Hangman. Especially after what he said and did to my to my homie Punk. Um <laughs> But yeah, this this was just a bad match. Um
1: All the way around.
0: And, and what I didn't get, like we, we, we're, we're spending 10 minutes or so on Omega laying on the ground after uh, the Jackal, Don Callis, uh, Cyrus the Virus, and all that he, he is. Um, you, you, he didn't say anything. Like, I'm waiting on him to stand over Omega and just start verbally beating him down and cussing him out and all this stuff and to put some fire behind what he had just done. And he did nothing. And then when he did do something, he whispers to him, and did he kiss him on the lips?
1: I don't. I it was <laughs> close to it. I, I don't know if he kissed him on the forehead, on the lips, or whatever. I, I think I, I think it was the
0: forehead. But like, Daddy was. You know, is is this the Godfather? Is yeah, this the whole
1: the whole shit was stupid?
0: Yes, all of it was
1: stupid. Yes. Stupid yes. as fuck.
0: Stupid. Um. So uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. What AEW does from here to to until Wembley, Um, yeah, because they need to to do something to like Brandon said to build towards Wembley because they got right now what was it Kurt seventy thousand sixty thousand
1: almost uh, it's almost sixty six thousand right now
0: okay they got a shit ton of them (laughs) waiting to and chomping it the bit to see this product and what they don't want to do is go out there and shit the bed. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see. Um but here's the here's the spectacular thing uh about AEW having done that. And this is why I say part of it I think is attributed to um how hungry the UK fans are for wrestling. They haven't even uh, announced a card yet. They nope. have not they have not <laughs> Like I'll be unless the product is hot. Like WCW uh at the during the peak of the NWO run or W or WWF slash WWE when the attitude era was at, was at its peak. I'm not buying a show until I know what the what or buying a ticket to the show until I know what the card is. Cause I don't want to spend sixty, seventy dollars to go watch Pete Wrestle Mike.
2: So but, uh, I think the only way that'll happen is if whenever the time comes and they say WrestleMania is coming to Atlanta, because next time they come to Atlanta, I'm going.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, because you know you're going to get a huge payoff at WrestleMania. Actually, right. I think you you know for most of WWE's pay per views, love them or hate them, at least you get a
1: payoff. Yeah, I think and I think that's might that might be what the UK people are thinking. Like you know, they've never been before so today. It's going to be a good show, so I can't blame them for that. And it's and it's and actually, actually, it's a historical event. Yep. So they've never been there before.
0: True, true. Uh, now, now, Hill Club, please tell, please tell me when you say the juice, you mean Juice Robinson and not freshly squeezed orange Cassidy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I said it on uh on Facebook a while back. My dream match. Would be a, a handicap match, pitting Ole Anderson against the Bucks Omega and and the freshly squeezed dude. Um, I would love to see somebody as as uh, mean and nasty as Ole just work those guys over. Um. <laughs> you would be in hog. You would be in hog heaven. Yes, I would. Yes, I, <laughs> and that's not to say that's not to say I'm the biggest. Uh, only fan in the world. I like what he did in the ring, but he's a jackass um but yeah, so uh, overall thoughts on the on the cage match by all three of us is um terrible as, as many give thumbs down we can terrible. give, we will give terrible so um, the sheets <laughs> the drizzling shits, not the only- drizzling <laughs> shits
1: exactly exactly.
0: Um, so yeah, folks, uh, we, we brought it up a little earlier talking about, um, the three of us and you guys, we definitely would love to have you guys sit right along with us to do this and give some, some input as well. But we're talking about sitting down at some point and watching quite possibly negative 10. I, I agree with you, Hill Club, negative 10, easy negative 10, but talking about sitting down and watching potentially potentially. The worst wrestling pay per view of all time, um, 1999 Heroes of Wrestling. Um, I I, ha- I had the displeasure of watching that clusterfuck uh, live on pay per view when it happened in in 1999, and um, I would love to sit back uh, and and hear what Brandon and Kurt have to say about this pay per view. Um, I'm going to be talking a whole lot of
2: shit. By the way, oh, I've said that. I've seen it before. Yeah, and and it's like
0: I, I think I and, and not, I've so, never seen it. really. No. Oh, ooh, okay. ooh, now, ooh, I, I'll Curtis. say this: there is a good match on that card. Um, uh, Stan Lane and Tully Blanchard. So,
1: but everything else is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you try think... to find. It, I'm gonna try to find this weekend and look at. It. You make sure you drink drink. make sure you get you a
2: strong.
0: Make sure you get you a strong drink. Well, you
1: know I already had them. All day. Okay, Kurt. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling
0: you now because I and I mean this in a in a good way. I know how you, how you are with things that are ridiculous. Stick with it. Don't throw it. Yeah. Stick with it because it's break because at the point where you initially get mad, oh, it only gets better. Oh. <laughs> when oh, you yeah. when you find yourself just like steaming at the ears, and it ain't gonna be that long into the pay-per-view when that happens. Mm-hmm. But when you start steaming at the ears, just wait, it gets better. There I think there has not been, and I'm I'm gonna include this cage match, there has not been a worse main event. Well no, I won't include the cage match because that was a pay-per-view. There has not been a worse main event on a pay-per-view. And all of professional wrestling history as Heroes of Wrestling 1999. I'll find it this weekend. Heel Club, I would like for you, if you don't mind, I'm going to task you with some homework. <laughs> um, I would like for you to look up, uh, try to find the pay-per-view uh, Heroes of Wrestling from 1999. And uh, do you guys want to commit to doing that next week? I won't be here. Ah, that's right. Okay. So Heel Club. You've got until, what is next week? Next week is... Next week will be the 20th. It'll just be uh, myself and Brandon uh, doing the show next week. Kirk will return on the 27th. Um, So let's tentatively plan right now to watch and (laughs) and laugh our asses off at Heroes of Wrestling 1999 on May the 27th. So, Let's do. all good. All right. So, uh, Hill Club, we want you to watch that too. Um, I'll go ahead and apologize to you for putting you through this. But, um, like I told Kurt, at the moment you start to shake your head and steam starts coming out of your ears because you're so frustrated with what you're watching, hang on. It just gets better.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, it gets
0: better. <laughs> yeah. And by, and, and by better, I mean worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking, mm-hmm. Kurt, mm-hmm. bro, I'm talking mm-hmm. from. From from promos to ring entrances to commentators, it Boy. is just a a absolute shit show.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna find it. And I'm, I'm gonna watch it this weekend, and we'll talk about. It. All right. Yes,
0: sir. All right.
2: Hey, do a, Hey, you can live text this too, so I can look at something and laugh today. Okay.
0: So what was that? Bring. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you.
2: I said I'm. I, I told Kurt like as he's watching the show. <laughs> Make sure you text us or whatever, so we can have something <laughs> to laugh at. <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, Kurt, you are and, and I don't even mean mad. You are going to lose it when you say Jake. When you see Jake. Um now, I'll say this with, with having been a Jake fan. I hear personally Jake is a shit person. But as a wrestling fan, like it's sad to see him in this state. But you are going to Ew, laugh your dude. ass off. It was fucked up. <laughs> when you see Jake. Ass. Oh, God. All right, folks. That's that's is the show for today. Uh I want to wish all the mothers out there, Kurt, your wife, uh, all the mothers out there, uh, a happy, happy Mother's Day. Um, ladies, thank you for everything you do. Uh not only for for us who who uh help make and raise the child with you but everything you do as a mother um pregnancy is stress stressful on the body um stressful on the mental state and uh, we appreciate you um so uh if if you still have your mother hug her neck to, and 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 your mother is worthy of hugging her neck uh because there's just some bad parents out there um give her a hug and tell her you love her. Um, Kurt, my heart goes out to you. I know tomorrow will be hard for you. Excuse me, hard for you. I love you, brother. If you need some support, feel free to reach out. Um, Brandon, I extend uh, a happy Mother's Day to your mother. And um, Hill Club, I extend a happy Mother's Day to your mother. Um, So that's what I got to say to close out the show. Uh, Kurt, you got anything for the people?
1: Yeah, happy Mother's Day, ladies. Uh, tomorrow. And uh, happy Mother's Day, Mama. Rest in peace. And uh, hope you all enjoy the weekend. All right. What you got,
2: Brandon? Um, Just happy Mother's Day to my mom, my sisters, my aunts, all of the um, ladies, friends, coworkers. Um, Just happy Mother's Day to all. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers that are sitting above us right now looking out for us, including my grandparents. Yes, sir. Um, And uh, everybody, you know, have a great week.
0: Enjoy the the nice, warm weather. We'll see you all next time. All right. Remember folks, um next week Kurt won't be uh won't be with us. He'll be uh enjoying some sun and fun and uh Brandon and I will will sit in the seats next week and hopefully have a fucking laugh fest and um it'll be the first time we've done the show just with two people. Um so it'll be interesting and I'm look I'm actually looking forward to it just to see what the vibe is like uh with yeah. just two people. Um so next week Saturday morning 10 a.m. We will be here, uh, Brandon and I. And then the following week, Kirk will be back. And um, Hill Club. While I'm thinking about it, please, um, if you don't mind, if you don't want to, it's fine. Um, But if you don't mind, hit us up at www.mt.ent at gmail.com and let us know your uh, your Instagram handle and your Facebook. Uh, information we would like to add you to the group that we have on Facebook and to the instagram page that we have we you know you you've been a fantastic fan, we appreciate all What's the on? input you give, and we would love to have some of that energy on our pages so uh if you don't mind, send us that information uh at w w m t e n t at gmail dot com and with that if you wouldn't mind sing us out of here with a little applause.
2: Ron, check the message. Yes, sir. Alright.
0: Thanks. Can you put it on here? Yes. All right. Before we get out of here, let me go ahead. Thank you. W W M T E N T Gmail. I don't know why I'm talking as I'm doing it. Uh give me a thumbs up or uh a, a response or something to let me know you got it, uh Hill Club, and then we'll get out of here. Thank you for catching that, Brandon. Uh, No problem. All right. I'm out. Peace out. Holla. All right. Thank you, man. And you have a great week. And hopefully we'll see you next week as well. Take care.